in this podcast you will be here. Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader, include but is not led to talk of Star Wars, not Reagan's. We can't truly prepare for the jump that follows this song, but hey, we gave it a try. So here's the Knights of Reports, they are divided. For equal sequel, Kate and Love, they fight. I know that we are just musicians hired. And their time is up. So here's the Knights of Vader. Impressive. Most impressive. Big thank you to my inferiority complex for providing our theme song. It is April 10th, 2022. My name is Zach Weber, and I am joined by. Oh God, who do I even begin with? There's so much excitement on this call. Let's start with the Porteous with the Mortius, Chris. Hey, happy to be here to discuss the merits of our audience's opinions. And we have Grand Admiral Zanger. Yes, now sponsored by G Fuel. Use code Zingness at checkout and you won't get a discount, but they'll hopefully ask me why I, they keep using that code. <laughs> Indeed, instead of Audible. And we have Joe Yazo with us, who does not have a cute nickname as of yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very disheartened by that. But hopefully by the end of this episode, we can get a nickname for me. Yeah. Jedi Joe. I would like I would like the record to be show that I would like to be called the plus size Jedi. Mm, okay. That would be awesome. I feel like I, I, I want to tie it into your history with KB Toys, considering how like Chris and I always like tug this podcast toward like toy collecting. We have to do something with like your your toy history and and uh, fandom, Joe. Like we'll, we'll get we, there. We'll get we there. We'll full natural. No, that yeah, it'll be natural. Yes, and we have one half of my inferiority complex, Roberto. I'm back. I'm uh, ready to talk some math this episode and, uh, you know, explain my algorithms. <laughs> <laughs> yes, folks, we are back. We're not here to talk about any sort of Star Wars news. Um, there's some Star Wars news. None. Something, something Kenobi, something, something. The two episodes, two days later, which was a weird headline, even though it's not that interesting. Um, no, we are here for the lightsaber duel nominations. Something, something, insert Will Smith joke here. Um, so basically, I, like I said, like I know when we began this call, Chris was like, what's the structure of this? And I'm like, think Eastern European Parliament. Like we just want somebody – like we want furniture chucked at each other. Good. Which has been a joke of Zenger's now for years. Like the idea of just like what Zenger, every romance in Star Wars, the equivalent of throwing folding chairs at each other. No, it's it's um it's every romance in Star Wars is two chairs stacked on top of each other. While romance in Star Wars video games is a picture of two chairs stacked on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I know it's something that we've kind of weirdly like low-key hyped up over the last how many months, but we're finally here. This is gonna be a two-part episode. Part one is nominations, where it's going to be kind of just presenting nominations and just kind of deciding what our finalist list will be. So in this episode, it's going to be very, very unstructured. Expect lots and lots of toy nonsense. Expect lots and lots of just weird tangents. Um, so the sky's the limit, like any sort of typical Knights of Vader discussion. So with that being said, does anybody want to get any tangents out of the way first or any sort of uh, detours? 
I'm saving all mine for later. Singer, are there any lightsaber duels and detours that we're aware of? Uh, no. <laughs> don't we have there like don't we have like six minutes of detours total or something like that? <laughs> I don't think anyone ignites their lightsaber in any of the footage. There was a Weird Al song, an original Weird Al song that was going to be in it, I heard. Nice. That's sad that, that, that we have been deprived of that. Kind of so. odd that we live in an era of, like, we're thinking about it. Disney wasn't able to create content for a solid year, and they still wouldn't release detours. <laughs> solid year where everything came to a, gr- a grinding halt, and they're like, we haven't reached that level yet. Yeah, this is literally sitting here. Nobody's messing with it. We don't want to devalue the brand. Think of all the weird stuff, like the, all the weird sort of depreciation of the Star Wars brand, yet they has, still have not touched that. Let's veer right into detours for like five minutes, but uh, but um, <laughs> totally relevant. Um, but like obviously like that leak had to have been like a market test of some kind, right? The most recent leak, because otherwise like in that industry, you're really rolling the dice with your employment opportunities if you leak stuff like that, right? Unless it was like something that was lying around in a subcontracted office for like, 12 years just seth i mean no, i was about to say seth mcfarland seth green <laughs> just sitting there on it knowing he can't use it his career's going do you mean bad batch voice actors seth green yeah i don't know i don't i don't think it was him i don't know it's one of those things where i think uh, you're probably onto something it feels very similar to what happened to like deadpool back in like the mid 2010s um again i i still think disney has its head up its own ass with star wars where it's something you can't laugh at. I, I still think it's one of those things where, again, what was it, the, the Wreck-It Ralph 2 thing, where it's like, we can't have Kylo Ren in this. We can't have people mocking the villain. I still don't think they understand Star Wars. I think they've come in, like, again, it's like, think about it. The only thing we have on the horizon for Star Wars after this is what? Kenobi and uh, Calrissian Endor. I mean, that's, that's, a, the- that's a crazy lot of possibly interesting stuff it's it's i i get what you're trying to say but it's weird that the standard of nothing going on is two or three tv shows well the standard of nothing is just that it's all self-serious um as was weirdly introduced to the facebook group recently is that like that I, I think it was what james gunn recently tweeted like rogue one's the most underrated star wars thing ever he's not wrong it's like rogue one's also the, the lowest grossing star wars film outside of solo um, it, it, it's the definition of derivative. Like it, it's entertaining. Like I love Rogue One, but it doesn't do anything to grow Star Wars. It's Star Wars at its safest, and it's weird to think Star Wars at its safest is underrated. Well, I I think it's yeah. I don't know. I think that's a I think that's a bit of a misread of the situation, Zach. Personally, I think it's safe in the sense of uh, time period and iconography, but. In terms of like the actual story, I don't think it's that safe. Like if you sort of look outside of original well, trilogy era and stormtroopers, like what actually happens in the story is like. Oh no, I I agree. No, to this day, having the idea of the entire uh, ensemble die on screen is something that's novel. Um, but but something being so steeped in original trilogy, immediately a tie to original trilogy lore, which is which is odd considering that. We, again, think about it. like Disney has owned Star Wars now for almost a decade, and we've they've embraced. I think the biggest takeaway from Disney's ownership of Star Wars now for a decade is that they are so they are almost enthusiastically embracing the prequel trilogy. 
I think that's the biggest takeaway that like it's almost shocking considering that the Force Awakens begins with this will begin to make things right. And then 10 years later, the Mandalorian's flying around in the physical embodiment of the Phantom Menace. Well, something the prequel trilogy has that Rogue One doesn't have is duels and lots of them. So, Oh, no. Well, Rogue One has a duel. I was, wait, I think, Zenger, you and I had to make the same joke. I was going to ask, is Jason Voorhees Darth Vader like murdering a bunch <laughs> of rebels considered a duel? <laughs> I mean, technically, I'll give it to him. It's not his fault they didn't come prepared with lightsabers. <laughs> I like that as a, like a legal defense for if you like shot somebody's anger, you'd be like, no, I'm off. I'm off all they didn't have a gun, you know, <laughs> but, but you know, that, that scene is the real problem with James Gunn saying that that's like the most underrated star Wars thing, because it's definitely not because of that scene that it's the most underrated star Wars thing. <laughs> like that's the thing that people will take away from it. Who are, barely reading or thinking about it are but. they are they still hiding behind the rhetoric of the vader thing was an, uh, a reshoot are they still hiding behind that or they finally admit that like that was their their in with that movie i barely remember even reading that but it wouldn't like it wouldn't surprise me just because it's sort of it's a it's a set and characters that are basically not seen at any other part <laughs> so yeah. so like it, it kind of makes sense Oh, like I said, I remember that was their big because obviously everybody remembers from five plus years ago. The big thing with Rogue One was like they reshot two thirds of the movie, and they tried defending it with like, "Well, Raider, like, like they we, we didn't shoot the Vader thing until like November of 2016," and it's like the, Vader was in the marketing, like that was in the promotional materials from like a year earlier. So clearly, you had bigger things for him other than just sitting on the Death Star, which he wasn't even technically on the Death Star in the movie. There's shots of him in the trailers that are not in the movie. So. That, that's what I mean. So, like, clearly something happened much later in the, in the thing. But, like, that was that was always the worst-kept secret in Hollywood in 2016, that, that Vader was coming back. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, he didn't manage to have any awesome duels <laughs> when he came back. Well, this, but they're going to remedy that. I will yeah. argue that that is considered a duel, in my opinion. So do do all of the do how many rebel f fleet troopers does it take to to qualify as one uh, equal opponent to Darth Vader? Apparently more than were presented in Rogue One. <laughs> so are we are we putting down the precedent zinger right now that if it involves at least two characters, at least one of which has a lightsaber, then it is a lightsaber duel. <laughs> I mean, technically, if we really want to get into it. If they have a vibro blade with a cortosis weave against a lightsaber, that counts too. So this this opens it's my eyes up. Uh, I I don't I didn't really <laughs> think about it before we got into this. I think when Zach you know was pitching this to me, I always thought like oh you know like a sword fight but with lightsabers, like the very technical definition of a duel. But I mean, I like that we might be able to include what Luke versus the Abominable Snowman at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back, right? Like, doesn't that count now? <laughs> this is totally fundamentally going to break everything, and I completely disagree with it. <laughs> 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 all right, so Chris is living up to the expectations here. Um, all right, is there anything else we want to talk about just in Star Wars current events before we get into this? Because there was some... Oh God! Quasi leaked Kenobi footage, maybe. Um, there's the Entertainment Weekly spread that came out a couple weeks ago. Um, that they they wholeheartedly admit that they re they basically threw the movie out and they re they basically started from page one. Um, 
Is there anything there we want to talk about? Because that show is going to be released in roughly what six weeks from now. Uh, Darth Darth Vader better than Darth Maul. Why are you just saying controversial statements? <laughs> I prefer neither. I prefer that we don't have any Kenobi show. Period. And it's like let you and McDonald sit there like right off into the sunset. Oh, okay, okay. I don't you, want you, any of this, but okay. You, you know what? I'm going to put this out there. Is Kenobi versus Maul in um, Rebels a duel? Yes. A highly overrated duel, yes. Oh, get out! (laughs) (laughs) All right, this is going to be fun. This is the fun thing about Rob, because Rob has, like, no idea I imagine most of the weird, like, oh, God, the into the weeds level duels that we're going to, like, be referencing. Because, like, I made a list of stuff that, like, I know Rob has no clue about. Um, there's gonna be names that Rob's gonna hear and be like, "Is, is like, is this a dish at a like, like a Taco Bell? Like, it sounds so nonsensical." <laughs> yeah, I have um, zero so- knowledge on this stuff, and uh, to even I think we said it last time I was on, but way back when Zach pitched this to me and I finally got around to thinking about it, I was like, "This is the like actual scoring al- algorithm to write them. Like, these are the categories we should base them on." I guess we'll talk about all that, but the rest is up to you guys. I I even think Zach, if I didn't say it before on mic, I want to say it now. When we were talking once and i was like i'm gonna need you guys to pick like what we rank and i was like like i don't know do you want to do the lava one and you were like there's many lava ones (laughs) (laughs) that's where i'm coming from if not also known by my previous appearances on this show but that i also called whatever that creature is the abominable snowman from empire strikes back (laughs) so yes i need you guys to pick the duels define a duel all that stuff but i'm ready to keep minutes i'll keep some notes what we decide to do and stuff like that but but i'm ready guys i'm ready to hear the the kookiness that i love from knights of vader (laughs) so so how many how many uh slots do we have go ahead rob it's a great question that's a great question i mean uh (laughs) so so the the uh, the general idea is that going to be for each duel that we cover. So for each individual duel that we decide to rank um, in the next episode or the part two to this episode, uh, we will basically go around the room and um, everybody will give their scores kind of a one to five, you know, one being the worst, five being the best for different categories about that duel. And I don't know if we want to get into what those categories are or something like that. But the amount of stuff we'd be covering, you know, let's say if we did... 10 individual duels with four categories uh, in their rankings, that's like 40 individual items that each of us would have to talk about. So that might be a lot, you know? And um, if we want to cut it down to six, but I, th- I kind of like the idea that that might be the point of this episode is that we can all, or you guys, because like I just said, I have no, no knowledge of this stuff. You guys could think of all these duels and we could whittle it down to like the, the best six or at least the first six. Because if we have a big enough list, you know, nothing's stopping us from doing a, a part three, a part four, a part five, you know. <laughs> Welcome to Knights of Vader presents <laughs> the endless year of duels. Yes, this is just what the podcast becomes. Yep. It's the only way we'll ever get to all of them. Knight, Knights of Vader fort year. See, that's why we have to do this before Kenobi, because if there's any more that are added to it, because if they have a lightsaber battle in, in Kenobi, they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We have... Oh, I'm changing my vote. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I think a few have been referenced here and there, but maybe um, to start building a list before we, you know, set ourselves to like a five or a 10 or anything like that. Um, I, I guess, Chris, would you like to uh, bring up the results of our social media polls where we asked our audience about this? 
Yeah, so we did put up a poll in the Facebook group to sort of see what the the most active and engaged of the listeners in the Facebook group who put up with our annoying memes on a regular basis, what they thought were some of the best duels. And um, predictably, and perhaps rightfully so, the top of that list at the moment is uh, Luke versus Vader in Return of the Jedi. You know, a lot of people are have like some uh, some polarizing thoughts about Return of the Jedi as far as the original trilogy goes. It's definitely like the the movie that is not 100% beloved of those three. Um, but uh, it's pretty universally understood that that is uh, the most uh, the most important duel in the sense of its sort of relevance to the plot. And it's like the culmination of a lot of uh, character moments throughout the other movies. So I can understand why that's at the top, followed closely by Obi-Wan versus Anakin in Revenge of the Sith. I think that's the lava one. Yeah, that's the lava <laughs> one. Good good job. Good job. There's probably no no one has a hot take that either of those shouldn't shouldn't be in that position, I'm guessing. Mm, I'm good. Look at that. You, it's it's almost like when something's objectively true, people don't try and claim that it's like good, better, worse, bad. I have an opinion. No, like there's it doesn't matter. Like those are objective truths. Those those two are really good. What surprised me is third on our uh, our listeners votes for the Facebook poll is uh, Yoda versus Palpatine from Revenge of the Sith. The only reason that stands out in my mind is because Palpatine throws a Senate booth at Yoda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the, I, I hope it's the E.T. Senate booth. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it may well have been. So I don't I, like, um, you know, as the the past past that the votes sort of even out. Uh, so there's not much of a consensus beyond uh, that. So I think the Yoda versus Palpatine is a bit of a fluke. And I see one of those was one of the votes on that was me. So I was obviously feeling like having fun that day. But, uh, you know, I don't know if that really belongs there. Uh, so I think however many slots we have, uh, Luke versus Vader in Return of the Jedi and Obi-Wan versus Anakin from Revenge of the Sith have to be in there. So... I think those two places can be spoken for as a result of the listeners votes on the Facebook group. Well, this is a question I want to ask. This is something more not doesn't have to be answered specifically right now, but just before the end of this episode ends. Is there any lightsaber duel or duels from any of the films that should be, I don't want to say disqualified, but just not in the nominations process. Is there anything that we des- that we deem, I don't want to say not worthy, but just something that doesn't qualify? Anything from the new trilogy. Thank you. No. I'll automatically I'm disqualifying that. Like that is an over overrule right there. Cuz the best lightsaber duel in the entire franchise happens in one of the sequel trilogy movies, but I won't get into it. It happened in Last Jedi. It was where Rey and Kylo Ren went back to back against the Royal Guard. That wasn't even what I was referencing, but I'll take it. Spot on you impression know. by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, so so I I uh, I filled out a good chunk of the options in this poll when I posted it and you know, people added some some classics like the Dark Helmet versus Lone Star. But um, but 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 uh, you know, I've I've I filled out like twelve of them, and then I posted it, and I, it was at that point that I realized that I forgot the sequel trilogy existed. 
Boo. Some Boo. things are right with the world. Should, should I state something for the record right now? That like I will die on this hill. Hundred percent die on this hill. We are including just so next episode we are forced to discuss it. The Kylo Ren versus Ray duel on the Halcyon Galactic Star Cruiser. I will die on this hill because I want Chris to do almost like an NFL John Madden play-by-play of everything that he sees wrong with this as the first live-action canon duel. Okay, Zach, for the notes, what movie is that from? (laughs) It's not from any movie. It's called – for movie, I want you to put, and I quote, IRL. Okay, there we go. (laughs) And I'm putting down that you voted for it. There we go. (laughs) From a choreography standpoint, that duel has – uh, most most uh, the most comparable thing that you guys might re- remember is um, when Alec Guinness fought Vader in A New Hope. It's pr- it's probably most closest to that in terms of like dynamic things that happen. Probably, probably it's comparable. Except there's no awkward moment where Alec Guinness bends down to pick up a uh, <laughs> dual prepared lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Only they they both yell things at the audience and then run away through opposite doors at the end rather than one of them being defeated. Exactly. Here's the problem. You're, you're not doing it the John Madden way. It would be, well, see, if Kylo Ren get, keeps on getting more hits in than, um, than, than Ray, he's obviously going to win the fight. Everyone should know, for the listeners at home, Zenger is drawing on the screen right now with a marker. <laughs> exactly. So that's why I'm letting you know yeah. right now. Like, Zenger is literally just painting onto his camera. We don't know how this yeah. works. And he's, he's, but- got his feed, he's got his feed flipped so that we can read it. Yeah, it's good. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and see, if we go here, there's free chili dogs at this stand here. So we're going to make our way there. <laughs> All right, well, okay, so we have some idea of the least controversial live action duels. But um, when you sort of announced this, Zach, you, you mentioned like you wanted people to toss out examples from some of the TV shows, the animated stuff too. If, if from anybody here, just because like I have no strong opinions about that like what are like if there was like a top two or three from like all of the animated shows like what is coming to mind for you well for me it's definitely pointed out that i don't know some clone wars series could be a good one could be the best animated thing in existence seems to keep creeping up maybe like it's a good show or something you're talking about asajj versus anakin is that on yavin 4 or something isn't it something like that yeah yeah Allegedly. Right. Right. Allegedly. That's very coincidental that they happen to be on that planet, but I'll, I'll allow it. Um, yeah. Like, why are they there? But I don't know. All right. It's because the script told them to. Chris. Thanks, pitch meeting, Zach. In canon, are the like Masazi temples like like ancient Sith artifacts or is that only legends? Like, I don't that know. That was just like, legends. Okay. I don't know if they've inc- they probably low key incorporated it back into canon, but I know that is the, that is very much a legends thing. So what was that last one Zenger just threw out? Asajj versus Oh, I never said that was my pick. That wasn't for Oh, those. I thought that was your pick. Okay. It is his pick. Just put this pencil in pencil in. Well, hold on. <laughs> Grievous versus the um Shaggy the, and Friends. Yeah, Shaggy, Shaggy and, and Friends. That's how we're Rob, okay. please make note. No. It is Grievous sure. versus Shaggy and Friends. <laughs> that's how I wrote it on the Facebook poll. So that's it only received two votes and neither I don't think Zinger is either one of those. Well, no, because picture. um as somebody who is a judge for the finals, I feel like me voting in the regular 
voting would have swayed people's opinions because they would have been like, oh, Zinger's voting for this. I better go with him. Or I forgot to vote. Either one of those is, is definitely a thing. That's a pretty strong pick, though. I feel like that's like a 10 minute duel, right? Real quick, though. Can I beg, though? Like, yes, that is. Is it technically a duel? Because it's basically the same thing that's happening between Grievous versus Shaggy and friends is also happening with Vader versus the Fleet Troopers. Like, it's pretty much a slaughter. It, there's not really no... It's very much a one-sided fight. So? Great rebuttal. So. <laughs> just follow up with Yo Mama. <laughs> no Dooku versus Anakin and Obi-Wan, because that isn't much of a fight. That's what I mean. So, like, this is where, I, like, the question comes into, like, is there some... Are there certain ones that were just immediately disqualifying because they're not stimulating like the argument can be made that in the rise of skywalker that like the what three what two three kylo ren versus ray fights really don't amount to much so wait so by your logic finn versus the um traitor trooper is not qualified i don't know that's what i'm asking i'm asking for for the the group here to define what we're thinking because like yeah obviously most people find the attack of the clones duel underwhelming between anakin obi-wan and count dooku oh no i meant the one in revenge of the sith where they kill him they're both underwhelming that's the point of all this zach the (laughs) the revenge of the sith one is clearly worse and it was clearly designed it? it was clearly designed to get Christopher Lee out of the picture because he was like not doing great at the time and like he couldn't be in the whole movie. So I yeah, I mean and you know the it's it's it that opening uh duel from Revenge of the Sith is disqualified just because Palpatine thought he had to remind Anakin about the sand people in case he forgot. In case he forgot about that horribly traumatizing life incident. That happens after the duel though. So he's like, yeah, sure? but he's like, remember that time? <laughs> just in case the audience didn't get it the first yeah. time <laughs> yeah it's that's yeah that's rough so that one's disqualified i was i'm i'm kind of torn on the qui-gon's first encounter with darth maul because i think it's like very cinematic and presented very nicely but it doesn't amount to much except for well it, it should have amounted to a lot because what you have is qui-gon experiences that fight he tells obi-wan like that was crazy i don't know what that was he goes back to the Jedi Council and tells them, hey, you know, it might be the first Sith Lord in like a thousand years. And they're just like, that's interesting. Let's carry on about our office duties today. <laughs> so, so, you know, like it's, but the, you know, the, the, the choreography is cool. They just wanted to give you a little tease of what would be coming up later in the movie. But on paper, it's a relevant story moment because it's the first duel of a Jedi versus a Sith in like a millennia, according to Mace Windu. Kiati. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that he has dialogue. <laughs> um, okay. But that's the thing though. So like, like, I think this is one of those things too in the list of criteria with Rob is that duration. Like, is that going to be a metric and how like for a nomination thing, it's the idea that like, okay, some of this stuff doesn't last that long. So that's the question. This is where Rob is the outsider really kind of prevent, uh, presents a very valuable opinion. I would like to quickly, quickly uh, make an argument for why duration is like a terrible metric. Okay, proceed. Episode one, it's that duel is intercut with two other battles and the same is true in Return of the Jedi. So they're artificially extended. So like, how are you measuring them just when they're on screen or the whole time in the movie that they're taking place? And also it's, it's like 
not a super relevant uh, metric in terms of like anything creative or like plot relevance or anything. But I think it's duration also in combination with potency. Because I know at some point we'll, we will definitely talk about the Obi-Wan versus Maul duel in Rebels, which is a very, very – yeah, okay. You can put your thumbs down all you want. Um, it's very, very short in duration, but its potency is up there. What about Anakin and the younglings? <laughs> That's up there with Darth <laughs> Vader and the fleet troopers. It's up what there. Anakin and the sand people. The I, I actually, Joe, I think that's absolutely, the women and the children uh, yeah. too. The, the younglings one is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. How funny would it be for when our part two comes around? Like all of us unanimously give that the top score for any lightsaber <laughs> duel. Well, actually, right. you can't so, say it's a duel because all he did was ignite it. So it was implied. So here's the thing: as as I do, I'm doing extensive research now on duels, which um. Shame on all of us for not realizing duel means two, as in like two people dueling. So disqualify everything that is not two people or two entities. Is it minimum two entities or maximum two entities? Strike them. Whoa, okay. whoa. Is it minimum or maximum two entities? Uh, a duel is an arranged um, engagement in combat between two people with matched weapons in accordance with agreed upon rules and started so, with a glove smack. by definition Zach by <laughs> definition oh wait me <laughs> why am I being single out here by definition two individuals matching weapons so must both have lightsabers. Well, okay, then doesn't Grievous versus Shaggy and friends count? Because isn't there like four of them? He has four lightsabers. Two people, Zach. <laughs> What's the sentience of a Grievous <laughs> arm? That is the real question here. Or like, does he have a uh, like biological brain and a robot brain that work together? Exactly. Is he a cyborg? What's the true definition of a cyborg? Rob, please investigate. He's a Terminator, I always thought. (laughs) (laughs) We could get by with that definition, but I think it would, you know, it would limit uh, some of the the early part of the uh, uh, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Maul fight. uh, Then we should call this lightsaber fights. That's a less cool word. Exactly. It is, but a more true statement. Thank you, social media manager Chris Porteous. Okay, so so uh, basically, um, I'm like, I was like, remember a few minutes ago, I was like, so what are the best animated duels? So we got, <laughs> so we got uh, Shaggy and Friends versus Grievous from the whole totality of animated Star Wars. Shaggy and Friends versus Grievous, uh, Rebels, Maul versus Obi Wan, Ahsoka uh, versus Vader. Sure. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, not that in. Rebels, well, can yeah. I please amend that and just inst- – because at the season two finale of Rebels, it's not just simply Ahsoka versus Vader. It's just season two finale of Rebels in general because you have what? Kanan, Maul, and Ahsoka versus what? The three Inquisitors. That would count as a duel. Here's the thing though. It's three on three action. All they're so- missing is a ladder. That's good. But there's three double blade yeah, lightsabers and three single blade lightsabers. So does that also? <laughs> all right, Zenger, we're gonna start getting into the gritty here. Um, no, because what I was about to say is, um, when 
Team Four Star did their like best Dragon Ball Z fights. Team fights were allowed, but one team like you can't switch out people. One person has to stay consistently fighting the entire time. Can't be like a Pokemon battle. Yeah, you you can't switch <laughs> like one person has to stay fighting the entire way through. So technically, Ahsoka versus Vader is Ahsoka versus Vader. Though that other one is a separate fight. But there's but there's lightsaber helicopters. Where's that? That's factor? a separate fight for sure. That's a separate fight. Okay, yeah, that's what I mean. But I'm, it's the idea, that just like season two of Rebels, is kind of just like overstuffed with this sort of stuff. Like for example, for example, technically, Dooku versus it would be Dooku versus Yoda, um, Obi Wan, and Anakin would technically be the fight. Because one party stays through the entire fight. Uh, I would have to say no. If if we go by certain rules, you will know that the 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 duel ends when he sits there and he has them on the floor. Yeah, and then exactly. Comes strutting out, hobbling out, and then does these amazing acrobatics like yeah. you had never seen before. Okay. Yeah, so, so like the, John Noel disagrees with you. Yeah, dude has well, a cane. Okay, I I am going to state this. Andrew Jackson, if he was able to lightsaber duel, how many people would he have fought? Because I am going to look up how many people he fought in, in you know, history, oh which it's going oh to be a staggering God. number. I guarantee it. That's my side mission oh my on God. this episode. Okay, so Walt Zinger hopefully spends like an hour researching that. <laughs> All right, real quick. Okay, I'm going to take the reins of this for a second. All right. Is there? I would imagine. Okay, going through every duel in every light uh, in every Star Wars film in chronological order. Episode one, the Phantom Menace. Do we want to add the Qui Gon versus Maul fight on Tatooine to the list? Yes or no? I'm going to say no. I I qualify that as an encounter. Okay, so you're going to say no. Yes. I'm going to say no just because we're working with, what, Rob, six or eight slots here? Like, what are we talking about for a total number? We'll, we'll figure that out later. We can always whittle it down. We're, 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 the job it's, now is to just keep whittling down. Yeah, so we're going to say that's a no, right? Yeah. Joe Yado, yes or no? No. All right, Rob, just out of curiosity, we're not going to count you officially, but what do you think is the outsider looking in? Oh, um, is that the fight where baby Anakin has to, like, duck? Is that that thing? Yes. Okay. No, no, I would never, ever have considered that a duel. <laughs> okay. All right. I would imagine then we would all include the duel of the fates. Oh, of course. Chris is just nodding. Joe Yazo, I assume you're a yes. That's a good one. Just for okay. the score alone. We have okay. to say that. Yeah, just for the music. Rob, I can't imagine you would disagree or argue against that. No, that's a that's a good one. Yeah. Is that, so okay. it, is, that's just Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Maul, right? There's nobody else yes. in that? Okay, gotcha. Yep. Okay, so going now to Attack the Clones. Part one, we're going to divide these by two. Obi-Wan and Anakin versus Count Doku. No. Going around the room. Joe Yazo, yes or no? Can be a battle, but it's not on the list. All right, so we're excluding it from the nom- – it's being denied a nomination. I wouldn't be – I wouldn't put it on a nomination. Okay, Chris Porteous, denying it or a yay or nay on nomination? Uh, it, I'm denying it just because there's too much interesting stuff. But it is, it does, I, it does get honorable mention from a production standpoint in my book because it's the first instance of a practical lit lightsaber designed to create lighting interaction on the actors' faces. Took the words right out of my mouth. Grand Admiral Zenger. Uh, nay, nay. All right, Rob. Outsider looking in. How would you look at this? 
Uh, that's the movie I remember the least. <laughs> As you should. Um, and, uh, and this is, this is where Anakin loses his arm for the first okay. time. Yeah, I would say, <laughs> the I would first say... Time. <laughs> <laughs> nice clarification there for the first time. Yeah. I would say no to that one as well. Yep. Okay. All right. But a good side note though, for that, it reminded me of, of masters of the universe when he-man was fighting skeletor when they were doing that because there was no light whatsoever and the only thing lit was what they were doing yeah and now they always use uh led cosplayer lightsabers to film new star wars shows so trend Uh, established just to point out the question i asked myself several moments ago Andrew Jackson participated in a range of five to possibly over a hundred duels in his lifetime. What? Exactly. Why did you why did girls, you bring this one up? thing that you didn't know that you have to do? Zenger, are you saying Thank that you. he only dueled once in his life and duels never ended between them? Like what is No, he he somewhere participated in anywhere from five to a hundred. Uh, I'm not going to put that in a minute. Okay? I'm, not, I'm not writing that down. <laughs> but, okay, by the way, this wasn't with, like, swords. These were guns. Like, old-timey. Old-timey. All in freaking mortar, freaking shooting each other at, like, 20 paces. Saying it's like, back in the good old days, we should shoot glorified marbles at each other. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure he did some of these while he was president. Okay, we'll, we'll give him an honorable mention. How about that? <laughs> no, I just, I just want people to know <laughs> some kind of relative fact to actual reality while we talk about our fictional sword fights. Oh my god, this is the weirdest tangent. All right, moving on. Yoda versus Dooku. All right. Too many flips. Joe Yazo. I would say I would put it on the list, but it's absolutely absurd. But yeah, I could. I would say yeah. You. Could it's it a yes list. from Joe Yazo, Chris. That that's a yes for what John Knoll refers to as the wizard's duel. Good stuff. Okay. All right, Zenger. I'm gonna go with sure. All right, I'm going to say no because it's a less interesting version of the Revenge of the Sith one. But I've been overruled. Rob, outsider looking in. I, I actually would say yes to that one for the sole reason that I remember that being the biggest deal to see Yoda fight for me as a kid when I was, what, you know, 10 or something, 9, you know? <laughs> All right. Just a small editor's note. I remember that, too, back in the day being the big talking point. Um, then and even now, I think the beginning of the Clone Wars is by far more interesting than that duel. Okay. Oh, hold on. But one more honorable mention about that duel. Imagine – if um they made a trailer for episode nine where they purposely edited it to appear like an MCU movie, <laughs> to you know there's a there's a trailer showing that scene that is has Spider Man graphics. Yeah, I remember that. I love that trailer. They Ridiculous. tried Lucasfilm tried like or maybe not even Lucasfilm, 20th Century Fox because I know I think it was 20th Century Fox that like did the marketing for that film. Um, well, yeah, I remember that on the DVD. Take the ultimate, what was it? Take the ultimate spin. That was the tagline. It had like the weird same like color scheme as the uh, 2002 Spider-Man film. Yeah. It's just something they would never try today. Um, 
I mean, maybe that's a good thing, but that was an interesting trailer. And again, I can, I can still remember in the spring of 2002, like reading like Starlog and all those other like entertainment magazine periodicals. And like the big thing was like, oh man, like we're getting a new Star Wars movie like in a month or two, but like there is no hype like, around it compared to Spider-Man. And I can still remember arguing with kids in fourth grade that like, yeah, Spider-Man's lame. Go see Star Wars. <laughs> I can still remember be doing that in 2002. Go listen to the Cinemodies episode. Is uh, we talked about that for four and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, it's Rob laughs. All right, moving on to Revenge of the Tishy. All right, first duel: Obi Wan versus Obi Wan Anakin versus Dooku. Thoughts? Boring. Mm-hmm. Boring. That's gonna be a no from Zanger, Chris. Uh, r- really rough. I'm gonna say no. I'm glad you're consistent, Chris, because you already said no to that earlier, and I had that down. <laughs> <laughs> Joe. No. I'm going to say no, too, but I do like the fact that we get to see somebody's hands get taken off. Probably in the, like in Empire Strikes Back, we don't get a clear close-up of that. Gotta give credit where credit is due. Rob, is that considered dismemberment? To a degree, or uh, yeah, I would, I would think so. I'm also trying to re- remember all this stuff. Um, is that the same it's, fight it, where like well, stairs fall on you and McGregor, and Palpatine's like, just leave them, and Anakin's like, I can move stairs like they're nothing, you know? Like, why would I leave them here? <laughs> His <laughs> There's fate no time. will be the same as ours. <laughs> it should also be noted that what is it? The second decapitation in Star Wars history. Um, I'm pretty sure Anakin pretty clearly cuts off a Tusken Raider's head and when he goes crazy. Oh, does he? Okay, so it's the third decapitation in Star Wars history. Correction. All right. We're making we're making the big uh highlights here. I would like to All give right. I would like to honorably mention um Ewan McGregor versus the stairs in that fight. <laughs> 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 I remember that scene being funny. <laughs> so according to to Oxford the action of oh, no. cutting off a Andrew person Jackson's or animal's name limb. was Andrew Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Oxford has 30 to 120 duels. <laughs> His horse was named Buxton. <laughs> that is a fun fact. Um, but do, are your hands limbs? Yes. I would say um, yes. I wasn't prepared for that question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you, I need if to you, do more research. If you, sever, if you sever more than one body part, it would be considered dismemberment. And two hands would consist of – actually, two hands and a head. <laughs> two hands and a head. All right. You're making, you're making identifying that body extremely difficult. <laughs> I feel like we need a lawyer present on this episode to, to, to dissect the semantics of all this. Well, I just love how we're slowly becoming a true crime podcast with our description of dismemberment. <laughs> all right, Chris, put that put that in the uh, the, the the tags when you sit your post this episode. True crime. <laughs> Download skyrocket overnight. The deadliest crimes in a galaxy far, far away. Oh my god. Ooh, that would be an interesting episode. I know. Okay, so after this, the next duel we have is Grievous versus Obi-Wan, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Chris feels like he's about to challenge this. Like Chris also, hands that. and feet are considered appendages. <laughs> Sanger's going to just die on this hill. <laughs> and so are fingers. So when yes. I cut one finger off, if I cut two, I, I would be considered dismembered. 
but arms and legs are not considered extremity. Where the crap is this coming from? <laughs> the crap. <laughs> <laughs> you went into the dark corner of the web, my friend. <laughs> oh, we're getting there. All right. So going to Obi-Wan versus Grievous on Utapau. All right. We're going to begin. I feel like Zenger is just a jerk right now. So we're going to begin with him. Obi-Wan does, versus Grievous. Does, him, does Obi-Wan cutting off Grievous's hands count as di- more dismemberment? Yes. All right. Fair Actually, enough. no, because he's a robot and he doesn't have feelings. And robots aren't people, right, Rob? So you can't dismember a robot. <laughs> In our world, but what about on U- Ukapi or whatever you just said, planet name you said, Zach? What if that changes everything? Well, Rob, Rob, does a cyborg count as a person? Oh, God. Rob, remember there are <laughs> currently cyborgs that are people. Settle down. <laughs> But then maybe that I was should, the strangest caveat. Maybe ever. I should plead the fifth. Then, <laughs> Rob, are people with cy- with uh, cybernetic enhancements count as people? Um. Okay. Now, now, Chris, thank Don't you for remember. Thank you for letting me down this road. Uh, no, everybody out there with a pacemaker, you're not a person. <laughs> <laughs> so that's but, not murder. Then that is not legally murder. Good God! It's property damage. <laughs> Oh, this yes. is true. Yes. We're in the world of repo men. Yep. <laughs> yes. It's property damage because they're damaging art their artificial that's his property. May I say property dismemberment, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Destruction of property. All and- right. Zanger, Obi-Wan versus Grievous. Yes or no? Uh yay. Just so I can definitely get a Grievous on this another Grievous on this list. All right, the Porteous with the Mortius. I like it. Uh, all the Utapau stuff is cool. Highly underrated planet. There should be more aliens in current canon from there, and, and I, I wish that we would see more of those, you know? Definitely none of those in the upcoming TV series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, none. <laughs> I, I would I would know if I saw one, Zach, okay? Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, that's a it's a good duel, and it, it, it's probably um, the second most quoted duel by by filthy casuals out there although that's not really for a great reason that is the duel is good that quotes like whatever it's alec and his quote actually um but people like to say hello there all the time including the first tweet by lucasfilm of the obi-wan kenobi shows twitter account was just hello there weird um but uh yeah that's a very dynamic duel that has a lot of uh, groundbreaking, crazy, expensive animation for the time, and it's uh, a very interesting environment. And they basically run around through half of the city and have like a motorcycle chase while still having a duel. And then uh, it uh, it finishes up without lightsabers, but uh, a lot of interesting stuff happens there. So that's a yes from me. All right, I want said that I I'm not again. I like how it begins. It kind of peters out. Um, but I do like the fact that somewhere during this, like Chris said, like there's basically like like a motorbike chase through the city. I like how Obi-Wan's attempted finishing move is to throw basically like a tree limb into like Grievous's bicycle spoke. Like I kind of like that the idea he has like a stick and he wants to throw it in there. I find that amusing. Um, I'm I, I'm probably the beginning of it starts strong. Again, like I said, it peters out. So I'm tempted to say no, but I have a feeling Mr. Yazo is going to overrule me. Uh, I'm going to say no. Really? You're going to say no? Yes. Okay, I'm yes. going to say no too. So, Rob, you are going to be tiebreaker oh, in this uh, one. Even before- Unless somebody can get Russ on the horn right now. <laughs> yeah, he would have more. Uh, give me a second. 
Um, I before I heard your answers, I was gonna put that in the yes column for me. Um, okay, so that's that's three to two. All right, so Rob, I, I, as the tiebreaker, are you gonna put that into the nomination? I'm gonna put it into the nominations right now, but I'm gonna say that we were uh, main hosts were split. How about that? Okay, we'll take that. I'll, t- I'll take that. And this that, will, of course, uh, come up because uh, because with everything we've been saying, not just when you've put some structure to the Zach, that is the uh, 12th entry on the list. <laughs> I've got a lot left. Yes, yes. I know. All right, after this, we have Mace Windex and Friends versus Palpy. Uh. <laughs> that wouldn't constitute as a duel. That's like a there, massacre. There's there's sticks smacking each other. <laughs> I would say that that's 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 that would be in line with the rebel troopers and Darth Vader and Anakin with the Sand People and the younglings and. There is this. There is dismemberment, though. Well, but, yeah, that qualifies for a duel every time. Um, there is also <laughs> the thing brought up though is, did Palpatine purposely not win that fight so that he could turn Anakin? Because then we're going to so, get into that well, whole discussion. So we're saying we're, we're saying from the moment Mace Windu barges into the office until he gets shot out of a window later on. That's the duel. That's a pretty good chunk of time. Yes. Uh, is it? Yeah, because Anakin was like at a different office downtown or something, and he had time to get down there before the duel was even over. He could have left at the same time. We, we're, we're taking a lot of liberties with time. Well, right I mean, now. it has to qualify because uh, it's very interesting. And I think that the, the, the most fun part about that duel is probably because it's like a, it's a classic production George Lucas moment where Ian McDermott was told he was not going to do a whole lot. He showed up to work that day ready to just like put up his lightning fingers and like barely work. And Lucas told him on set when he showed up that he's going to, in fact, be having a lightsaber duel, which he will have to actually participate in at, without a stunt double for some shots. So he learned that when he showed up for work that day because uh, Lucas either didn't feel like telling him or made it up that day. So uh, that's awesome. And uh, also when he uh, makes a mutant devil noise and like does a spiral jump at them when they open the door, like that's uh, all time greatest moments in cinematic history. So that kind of I kind of feel like the actual choreography is extremely lacking. But the fact that like we get like I have to again, you got to give credit where credit is due with Palpy, the greatest character in Star Wars history. (laughs) That like we actually have a duel that begins with a. Yeah. Like, like like we have to like we have to give credit where credit is due there like how many lightsaber duels begin with a war cry at least five so like that feels like a shoo-in and i mean when you judge the choreography like it was made up that day on the spot like poor nick gillard had to like figure that out when lucas was just like yeah you know what actually palpatine's gonna fight all four of these guys like right now exactly he's gonna take three of them out instantaneously <laughs> That was a lot of great choreography right there. Okay, kill that one, that one, that one, and uh, yeah, we'll figure out the rest afterwards. Also, a lightsaber breaks glass? Why wouldn't it? (laughs) It would cut through it. It wouldn't shatter it. (laughs) The correct answer to all questions in life are, why wouldn't it? Okay, so bigger, stupider question. Is all are all the windows on Coruscant actually glass? Cause like, what's the deal with that uh that like assassin robot Django Fett tried to use? Like it just like lasers open the blinds. Like, is that glass? Like what's happening there? 
These are all questions nobody needs the answer yeah. to. So what I'm going with is that it was a co- it was a cold it was a cold night and below a certain temperature a lightsaber will break an entire window if it touches it. Or one of them hit the hill. We know what the climate is on Coruscant. Um, due to the due, due to the incredible originality of it having a twenty uh, four hour uh, day night cycle, I would say that it's Earth comparable. Okay. Also, due to the pollution, you know it has no atmosphere. Like it has no trees to support an atmosphere. Neither does Tatooine. No, they have underground trees. That was established. They also have little like water balloons that like grow underground. Duh. You know, if you had read, if you had read uh, the illustrated Star Wars universe in 1996, Zach, you would know that there's a atmosphere processing plant on on the poles of Coruscant. That pole, really? That, yeah, you know, it's a big deal. There's paintings of it. It's a good time. Of course, yeah. there are. I don't think anybody's voted on whether they want to include or disclude Mace Windu and Friends versus Palpatine. <laughs> I have. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes just for like the weird, like, oh god, like, like, oh god, war cry. And, you know, if you were told that you had to make up, like, uh, an amazing grade A duel, like, on the spot, what you'd probably do is find a way to get rid of three of the four combatants, like, within two seconds, so you could think, at least, for the remaining day and get your job done. I'm gonna go with yes on Zach's argument alone (laughs) of the war cry. That again, that sound is just nothing but like, has there ever been like, I know recently Disney Plus has released like an entire like quasi sub series on like the sounds of Star Wars. Is there one on Ben Burt just like discovering that sound? You know, it's probably just sampled from when the Ark of the Covenant opens. (laughs) Oh, that in like Jurassic Park dinosaurs. Yeah, some combination of the two. You know, yeah, you know, it's a sh- it's a shame. And I mean, we'll get down there, but it's a shame that they purposely didn't watch those when, you know, designing the sequel trilogy because they would have probably given Palpatine like a little more of an epic like intro, like when he shows up later on, you know, he's just basically loafing around. Hey, 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 don't you dare insult Palpatine in the sequel trilogy. Don't you dare insult Monster Mash sitting on his little like... Oh god, what's it called? The omnibus from like what Assassin's Creed? Oh, the Animus, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's, it's hard to do like a a Dracula like spiral dive with a dinosaur noise while you're attached to a big robotic arm. It's tough. Exactly. Don't you dare insult the most unintentionally brilliant Star Wars film ever. I don't know, Chris. Have you seen Assassin's Creed? He does some crazy stuff on that thing. <laughs> okay, I think Joe, you're the, the one. The game having... or all the above? <laughs> the movie, Justin. Uh, oh, perfect. I even called you Justin <laughs> what? there. You like that? I was yeah. hurt with you. <laughs> I think, Joe, you're the only one left. Uh, what do you think about Palpatine versus Windu? No. Okay, okay. I think I'm going to say yes, though, so that uh, that keeps it on there for now, at least. <laughs> okay. All right, moving on. Okay, we're going to technically delve into this in chronological order, Anakin versus Obi-Wan. I cannot imagine any of us would disagree that's, on this. That's already on the list. Chronological order. It begins. It technically, the, that lightsaber is ignited before Yoda and Palpies. Are you sure? Yes, 100%. I bet my life Why on it. Why am I thinking that's way earlier? Israel puts his head down. <laughs> no, Joe hit the nail on the head when he was like, we have a lot left to go through. <laughs> and and Zenger's like, <laughs> I swear I need a frame count. 
Mr. Jackson, who pulled out their gun first, you know? Singer, remember remember how much time Yoda spent in Palpatine's office, like, just talking smack before they started doing anything? No, what happens is you have Anakin and Obi-Wan, like, bickering with each other over semantics. And then, like, Obi-Wan's like, I will do what I must. Anakin will say, you will try. Obi-Wan ignites his lightsaber, technically provoking the interaction. If you want to break it down that way, Obi-Wan instigates this. Once and again, there's hit- so much legal jargon we're throwing around exactly. right now. Obi-Wan technically instigates the Mustafar duel. Anakin is not the aggressor there. And you're and you're willing to use this in Anakin's court. entire interaction on Mustafar is in self-defense. Like any criminal defense attorney would be like, yeah, this guy like brought it upon himself. Obi-Wan should be in jail right now. I don't know. When the co- when the cops catch up to somebody who's already killed like 40 children, like I don't know how they react. Doesn't matter. It's still self-defense. I understand the points you guys are making, but is there a reason as to which one starts first would influence whether or not we rank it? <laughs> <laughs> all right the point being is that anybody well does anybody here want to put up any sort of argument as to why the anakin versus obi-wan duel on mustafar should not be included but it already is included yeah yeah <laughs> it was because of the right. fan poll it's yes. included it doesn't matter the, the fans is, 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 which has been zenger can tell you since the get-go disenfranchising the listener has been a a hallmark of this podcast <laughs> it's the only reason i exist on here <laughs> all right yoda versus palpatine once again i cannot imagine anybody having any sort of argument against this like it, even though it's included in the fans choice poll we can you can still be like okay this is why i don't believe it should be included not saying it will be disqualified but it's at least like some form of a dissenting argument uh, yeah there's i don't think you're gonna get that from anybody it's important for okay. a, a lot of reasons you know it's why it's it's why uh yoda <laughs> has a healthy respect for wow you power. are correct zach thank you zanger <laughs> zanger in real time breaks down the fr- what what minute and second does this occur um okay i because i was gonna go with because i <laughs> for some reason thought they ignited their light like they didn't actually fight or didn't start yeah. but they the do. first touch of lightsabers. We should technically do Yoda versus the Emperor's Royal Guards because what is technically a duel? If you force first, pull them back into a wall. The so. first strike is at one minute. I mean, one hour, <laughs> forty-seven minutes and fifty-eight seconds. That's uber nerd right the, there. Is the first time their lightsabers touch in battle. Internet is a bad thing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right. Moving on from Revenge of the Sith, we have A New Hope. Um, do we want to give a uh, honorable mention to Scene 1138? Yes, we do! <laughs> yes, an honorable mention as in a cancer on the Star Wars universe and the sole reason why we're getting a Kenobi series. Yeah! M- moving on. All right, Obi-Wan versus Vader. Thoughts? Yay! It's yay or yay. It has to be in there. It's the first time we actually see a lightsaber duel in order of watching. Yeah, and also like instantly disappearing into the force and proceeding to immediately communicate with your uh, still alive allies is a pretty overpowered move. Yeah, <laughs> it's a legacy pick. I like that. I like. I like that. <laughs> That's it's nostalgic right there. It doesn't. That is the one that all others have been come that came from so 
if this was a computer program, this would be the parent class, and all of the rest of these is the child <laughs> yeah, class. I agree with so that. So we that is that is that is the one thing. It gets better from this because this these elements are used in all of them. The taunting, the little nice little back and forth. The, it the Senate evolved. seats in Revenge of the Sith, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. you know, and Joe, Joe, to your point, not to mention the 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 sound effect that was haphazardly invented like fifty years ago, which is still carrying, yeah. uh, and getting people excited for, for just because it's a, a sound of like what was it like? I don't, it's like a refrigerator vent or something stupid. Like that is uh, that's good stuff. But I, I don't know how how much we're supposed to be drawing from the production and cultural. Uh, relevance of the this sort of stuff but for me that duel the most interesting thing about it is how it ends the I, just the visual of him poofing into nothing and then vader like stamping out his cape as like like that's good stuff that's uh you know it's uh it's, it's like very iconic piece. yeah he's gonna check his check his yeah, shit like i don't know what he was looking hoping to check was not in there but yeah <laughs> it's interesting we can only hope that in the Kenobi series, how Obi-Wan escapes Vader's wrath is like he does some sort of version of a parlor trick and just throws down some like smoke grenades. Oh. And Vader's like, if only I would have stomped the cape, I would have known he was I'll dead. I'll be honest with you. You know what it is? Why he stomps his robe is he wants his lightsaber back. Oh. He's like, I know it's in here. <laughs> so... um <laughs> fantastic foley effect right there thank you whoever edits this please please make sure that you amplify that by the way one hour 50 minutes 46 seconds is the first time um the lightsabers clash between palpatine and yoda i like how we're still going back to this thing we all agreed upon unanimously i'm glad that we're going back to this i am not counting the build-up it has to be sabers touching I thought he was trying to talk about my great, my great little thing that I just did was. Oh, that, minutes, but not to realize Zenger's usually two or three steps behind the curve when it comes to this sort of thing. Like Zenger's like or four or five steps ahead, fact checking us something that we all agreed upon moments ago. Yeah, he will be he will be the most annoyed when we're still not through uh, episode six in like an hour. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, so it's just for the sense of for the sake of the case of brevity. Is there any lightsaber interaction in the original trilogy that that anybody has any strong feelings about not including? Like, I would imagine no one's going to argue with Vader versus Luke or Vader versus Luke. Um, I think Va- I think Luke on the sail barge. Keep, keep it ambiguous. I think Luke on the sail barge <laughs> is in mm. a duel. <laughs> Is it now? Like, now, I, does he technically murder anybody? Because at one point he just kind of like waves his lightsaber at somebody and they go diving off the side of the sail barge. No, no, he sliced someone open. You heard that too. They went, it was like, ooh, he cut him open like some halibut. He was are we dead. sure about that? Yes. Like, you, Zinger from- oh, I'll be back in a second. <laughs> Zinger's going to fact check Get that. Get a Zinger replay on that. Come on. <laughs> is is Lando versus the Sarlacc pit considered a duel? <laughs> You guys are missing the only logical contestable choice, which is obviously the 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 vision fight against Vader in the cave on Dagobah. Now, that is the only shoehorned in. We need an extra lightsaber duel in this movie fight in the whole original trilogy. But uh, but, you know, um, I think it uh, I think it's 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 worthy just because of the the context around it. And it it's you know, it's a. Uh, slow motion duel in 1980 which is weird and 
obviously uh it, they, you know what there's another decapitation although it's a vision so i guess it doesn't count um but uh you know the the well hold yeah. i'm gonna make an argument in chris's favor do we have is there any other instance in star wars where we have an illusion that's a duel y- yes for hallucination yes why are you not remembering this ray versus evil ray no that wasn't a duel <laughs> that's no zanger's right. technically zanger is right the best kind of correct no i just like how joe joe basically just said like that's not a duel that was a travesty you know <laughs> yes. no so joe are you talking about the wilhelm scream hit what he's back to the sail barge thing why why do we starting yeah. him with this <laughs> where he sliced them up don't play into his stick joe he took he took he took an uppercut with a lightsaber on this guy and you can actually hear him cut the person open all right. Like, ah! It was right when he got it. All right. So, okay. We haven't, we haven't answered the question though. Does a hallucination count as a duel? Yes. Cause you're, you're, you're dueling against your psyche. So yes, I will, I will, I will allow it. All right, Chris thoughts. Do, are we going to count the Vader versus Luke in the cave on Dagobah? No, he's just waving that thing around like a goddamn lunatic. He's cut down nobody when he first gets it. I told you, he's just waving at people and they're diving off the side of a glorified RV. The, the first person he gets it is falls off. The second person, Wilhelm, screams. Yes, that's the one that you would actually hear it. Hear him cut him open. Yeah, but it's he like, Wilhelm yeah. screams, so he didn't hit the, um, any of the lungs or anything. Doesn't matter. He he tauntauned him. <laughs> you know what, Joe? That you're probably right. That is the exact same noise from when the tauntaun gets cut open. It's pretty close. Exactly. Um, but you know, that's the birth of the Force Unleashed sort of baseball bat lightsaber physics because they realized it would be far too violent if if uh, Luke was actually just like slicing those guys to pieces on the barge. Because you know, later on they have Ewoks in that movie. Well, they could have shields like the like. That people of Boba Fett had. Yeah, that's not a duel. So, um, as but uh, yeah, I'm gonna count vid, the visions because is the Rancor Boba Fett riding a Rancor count as a duel. I think the duel is Baby Yoda versus the Rancor Zach. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Bubba, Bubba Fett on a Rancor is considered a vision. It's a fever dream. <laughs> I wish it were a spice dream. <laughs> That's what happened. He's out there and he OD'd on Spice. Oh, let's, He's like, I'm going to ride a Rancor. Let's analyze that contrast for a moment. <laughs> Boba Fett thought that just seeing a Star Destroyer was a hallucination. Five, five <laughs> minutes later, he's riding a Rancor through a town while being shot at by destroyer droids. Now that we're two months plus removed from the book of Boba Fett, can we please just like, like, I don't know, like, Rob, please, like, help me here. I don't want to say appreciate, but just maybe revel in the absurdity that is the book of Boba Fett. Like, oh, this is a thing that Lucasfilm made that almost feels like on a whim. And and it's weird to think that this exists. It's like fear and loathing from Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the same, it's in the same place. It's in a desert. I still think I've only seen two or three episodes of that show. (laughs) That's what I mean. But like, okay, Chris, maybe you can help me here. Like, is the Book of Boba Fett the most, like, Lucasfilm has shot from the hip since they were purchased by Disney? When I think of the Book of Boba Fett, I think of what a hard time it was to get the original Star Wars made. And how, you know, Alan Ladd Jr. just pleading with Fox not to cancel it. 
And then these guys didn't have to justify all of these absurd decisions to make this show. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's just laughable in every way, shape or form. I don't like hardly any of it. I try. It's I, I can't fathom that a Boba Fett show came out and that's what it was. I, I, I don't revel in the absurdity of it. It bothers me deeply. <laughs> it seemed like it was a checklist show. They say they came there with a couple of ideas and they had that dirty old notebook that they've had for years. And they're like, we know what we're going to do. We're going to have someone ride a Rancor in live action. And they're going to say, oh, we did that check. And we're going to have we're going to have another train fight check. We're going to have we're going to have him riding a Bantha check. We're going to have him getting out of Sarlacc check. We got to get him to get his shit back check. And that's what they were doing. They were just checking the boxes on the stuff that they already did. So they ran out of things to check off, Joe, and they just started plugging in the not Boba Fett. That's inappropriate, Zach. You can't say that. <laughs> not Boba <laughs> you, Fett? You, Rob guts it. <laughs> <laughs> Although it did have a, uh, a old, old-timey pistol duel, which is Zinger's favorite thing. Are you telling you know me what? Andrew Jackson, his horse, horse Buxton, was in the book of Boba Fett? <laughs> that was... A duel in a very real sense. It was a duel. Are we going to count Cobb Vanth versus Cad Bane as a duel? No, it's not. I, there's no lightsaber. I mean, yes. And also you get Boba <laughs> Fett versus Cad Bane. All right, real quick. Impromptu. Okay, we have our dark horse horse here. Are we going to count Cobb Vanth versus Cad Bane? Is that the first actual no. duel in Star Wars? Like, like d- d- Diction? No. Han and Guido. Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay. Han did not shoot first. All right. Are we going to do special editions or uh, o- or like OG? Oh my God! You hurt me. You damaged Han- me. Oh. Han shot first and always oh. shoots first. Oh. I love the fact that Disney agrees that Han shot first, but they're not allowed to re-edit the movie that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is is Luke versus Vader from Return of the Jedi a one we've already discussed? The only yeah. one we have left to discuss from episode six. That's already <laughs> okay. on the list, too. We never agreed on whether hallucinations count as duels. I heard three people speak yes. positively of it. That's enough for me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> if, if they didn't, how could we talk about Yoda fighting evil Yoda? Ooh. What? Isn't that a vision oh, when Yoda fights evil yeah. mirror universe Yoda? Oh, <laughs> universe. Does, he has a goatee and everything. Yeah. <laughs> he sits there and. Oh, God. All right. So moving to everybody's favorite film sub-series of all time, the sequel trilogy. All right. In The Force Awakens, we have – oh, God. We have a couple of interactions. We have Finn versus the baton-wielding stormtrooper. Yes or no? Going around the room, Joe Yazo. My answer for all of these is no. Okay. For everything of The Force Awakens or the sequel trilogy? The sequel trilogy. Okay, so we have a hard no across the board. All right. Don't need to ask okay. me. It's just <laughs> Joe says no. I'm going to get a sign. I'm going to be like Wiley e. Coyote. I'm just going to put it up and be like, no. So I don't even have okay. to. Let me write it. All right, we're going we're gonna to save Chris for last. I can imagine Chris has the most uh, complex opinion on any of these. Zanger, what do you think about – Oh god! I would say anything from the Force Awakens, dual wise, whether it be Finn versus the Stormtrooper, Finn versus Kylo Ren, or Rey versus Kylo Ren. 
I'm going to say Andrew Jackson was the first president to have an assassination attempt made on him. Richard Lawrence had two pistols, both of them misfiring. Uh, President Jackson proceeded to beat the living crap out of Lawrence with his cane. He was pulled off by his security, and the odds of both guns misfiring is over 150,000 to one. I have no interest in any of the sequel trilogy crap. Uh, is the baton-wielding stormtrooper the traitor scene? Yes. yes. Okay, that's a hard no for me. That's, that's a hard no for me. <laughs> <laughs> he does what? He does get uh, shot by Han Solo wielding a, a cross, uh, Chewbacca's crossbow. I think that makes it a harder no for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. I, I can't imagine you'll be the saving grace here. This is up there as far as like my favorite duels in the sequel trilogy because it, it features uh, someone wielding a lightsaber who doesn't know what it is or how it works, which is always fun. And um, you get uh, a use of some sort of electric weapon that can repel lightsabers, which are always good, like Grievous's uh, honor guard. Those guys are fun. The um, what do you, the purge troopers have the same stick? I think that's cool. Um, Electro staff. Yeah, uh, like it's 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 interesting because th- that in, in this especially like this early in the Force Awakens, like it kind of felt like the plot still had stakes and things mattered. It feels like it feels like there's something that could still be lost here. Like you know, Finn had an interesting story that was like kind of deep that like got ejected into the outer space like five minutes later. But like you know, there, there's something that feels actually choreographed and like weighty about this duel that's sort of interesting like it the lightsaber feels real in some level when he's fighting this this hammer even though he turns it on with the wrong button which is a famous thing that was memed (laughs) but um (laughs) yeah but you know what though like i when i was watching this in the theater i I was actually engaged as an audience member so i'm gonna i'm gonna say yes because i don't have much to say about the rest of the sequel trilogy it's a fun one it stands out Okay. Um, all right. I, I okay. I I'm kind of shocked at that. But are we going to continue into Finn versus Kylo Ren and Ray versus Kylo Ren? Joe is a no. Zenger, what is your opinion on Kylo Ren versus Ray? Then Ray. I'm sorry. Kylo Ren versus Finn, and then Kylo Ren versus Ray. I mean, it happened. It's not something okay. I consider interesting. Okay. So you acknowledge its existence, but you do not acknowledge its entertainment value. Andrew Jackson had a pet parrot that offended. Joe's just furiously <laughs> nodding right now. <laughs> furiously nodding. Like he held up. He did for the listeners at home. He did hold up a wild E. Coyote sign that said "No" to the <laughs> yeah. camera at one point. Like he did make that. I want everyone to know that wasn't just. It uh, was inverted because the cameras flipped. So <laughs> I have to work on that. <laughs> Yes. Um, <laughs> Joe went and got a mirror right now, and he's holding it up to the sign so we can see it correctly. Just to point out, Jackson's pet parrot attended his funeral service in 1845. Buxton but was Jr.? removed <laughs> after it used too much foul language. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the parrot will do? I don't. The American people. To his mistress, Ginny. 
Oh, God. All right. So, okay. Clearly no one's taking this serious anymore as we uh, devolve into delirium. Like, you need to move on to the next one. No, Chris. What does Chris think of Ray, uh, Finn versus Kylo Ren and Ray versus Kylo Ren? Oh, he's going to agree with you because it's Chris. I didn't state my opinion. They sort of blur together to me. I I haven't seen this in a long time. Um, I When I last tried to watch it, I did get to the traitor fight, but I didn't get to, all the way to this. So, um, but but I remember, um, I remember like I was, I was sort of, I was sort of along for the ride when I first watched this in the theater. And I think the moment, the moment that really reminded me the the gravity of the situation was when the earthquake sort of split the ground between the two. And that's how we're ending the fight here. Like the, the, the earthquakes literally going to make a line between the two of them. And that's how, that's the, that's the level of environmental coincidence. That's going to allow this duel to end with neither of them being horribly injured in, in any way, shape or form. Joe, you got something, Joe? Yeah, I do. It took Han 30 plus years to shoot Chewbacca's crossbow. Joe, we all know that Han Solo doesn't exist unless we're watching him, so he didn't have many opportunities to try it out. <laughs> but I'm just like, wow. It's like he doesn't – that's not a co-pilot. That's not his best friend. That's like his pet. He's like, wow, you got a really decent weapon here, Chewie. Good job. I'll give you some Wookiee biscuits when we get back to the Falcon. <laughs> Whoa. Good boy. Yeah. Scratches yeah. him behind the ear. He's in there and his legs start shaking. He's down. literally like, why didn't you tell me this was so good? I know. It's just like. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember that duel. I, I remember my, my my distaste for the sequel trilogy started with that earthquake separating the two on screen. That speaks okay. volumes May- to that right there because you want to know something. If it was something that he has omitted from his mind and caused him such trauma that he cannot remember it then i don't that that's the whole sequel trilogy so it's all right oh well okay to bounce off that it gets it gets a little better from there okay uh, all right to bounce off of that as somebody who is cursed to remember the force awakens for better or worse um i will say that the finn versus kylo ren duel is kind of interesting the idea of somebody that which i'm watching now good job (laughs) um as somebody who is an experienced force user versus a complete novice is kind of an interesting concept that we've never seen before, even though it is, albeit extremely brief. I find that interesting as a concept. I don't know if it works in execution, but as a concept, I will give them brownie points for that. Um, I think it becomes inherently less interesting the moment after Ray force pulls the lightsaber because they're, even though everybody at the time thought it was going to be Luke Skywalker that would show up to save them, because Ray is before the Finn Kylo Ren duel incapacitated. So it really makes no sense that she's the one that force pulls it because it is, oh God, evident to the audience that she is removed from the fight so early on. And there's no really anything that alludes to the fact that she gets what force slammed into a tree at like 10 feet in the air and falls down. Yet somehow all of a sudden eh, 20. Exactly. Um, no, I, I do think there is to the Finn, Kylo Ren and Ray's entrance, there is some merit there. But the as Chris can probably tell you, the Kylo Ren versus Ray duel is just twirling after that. It just twirl back and forth with each other and nothing really happens until oh god, I remember even at the time in twenty fifteen, people couldn't tell if Kylo Ren's lightsaber was destroyed in that fight. Because I know there is a point where you see something like go flying into the air and people were like, well, is the lightsaber destroyed? Um, I'm going to say yes, just because 
it's something slightly different than what we've seen before. So where, where are we at, Rob? What we have? What two? What two and two? Like weirdly, we're, we're gonna give Chris a yay on that. Yeah, or? but I, I think it's a. Uh, uh... I really don't remember the end of that movie. <laughs> Rob has seen the sequel trilogy like half a yeah, time. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'll put down on the Finn. I think the one we're more split on is the Finn and uh, Kylo Ren one. I'll put that down with the same uh, caveat or note that uh, you guys were split on it. We can come back to for sure. All right. The um the greatest Star Wars film to ever exist in the history of mankind, yeah. the Last Jedi. The holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I would imagine. Does anybody? Okay, I'm kind of curious. Less about Zenger and more about Joe and Chris. Um, is there any reason to disqualify Kylo Ren and Rey versus the Praetorian Guard? Nope. It is the standout. A well, duel with an asterisk of the entire sequel trilogy. Yeah, okay. Joe, it. you said no across the board, so I'm kind of curious as to why you reject this. It's just no. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no words for it. I, I, I just don't. Yeah, she definitely hits the lightsaber. I just don't like. I just, I just didn't like it. No, not that you didn't like it, but should it be at least in the contest to be in. I would say decided? that it, yes, it is. No. A, it is. It would be what would constitute as a battle. Yes, with a lightsaber. So yes, if you guys want to do it, I wouldn't be. Yeah, you could you could put it in, but as far as me saying, yeah, that's great. No, I didn't think it was great. <laughs> that's yeah. next week's so, episode, Joe. Sa- yeah, I would say yeah, later. that would. If you wanted to put it on the list, yeah, it could be on the list, but I wouldn't say it's a great. Okay, I'll take it. I would choose Obi Wan over Obi Wan Vader, New Hope over that. Okay, well, well, okay, <laughs> all right, well, I'll take it for what it's worth. Zenger, I can't imagine you would disagree with this. Okay, here's my thing though: it's just it's a duel. It's not a lightsaber duel though, because they are not using lightsabers. You know what? I will allow this one. I I'm, I accept this one. Zinger, as I stated at the beginning, those are vibroblades with cortrosis weaves, so they qualify. Oh my god! I will allow it. I'll allow okay. it. Okay, Zenger approves. All right. So next we have Kylo Ren versus Luke Skywalker. A hundred and fifteen percent yes on this. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it's one of the few times where either by sheer coincidence or by design, uh, it mirrors a lot of the stuff that that would uh, later uh, would have happened in some of the Dark Horse era expanded universe comics. This 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 duel is something very similar to this uh, situation where Luke sort of steps out in front of all the AT-ATs happens in uh, in Dark Empire. And uh, it's awesome. And uh, it's it's barely a duel. But um, it's I, it definitely should be in there in my book. This and uh, this and the the other one from the Last Jedi are some of the most memorable stuff from, from those three movies, in my opinion. Uh, oh no, I was gonna say if we're gonna include the Victorian Guard, this has to be included. So, good job, Zenger. Good job. Because I'm glad there's a reason why I had you on this podcast five years ago. Yep. Uh, this this right, fight Joe, we're, hands we're not down. Even go to you because. 
All right. Joe, we're not even going to go to you because I think we know uh, <laughs> what your answer is going to be. Is Joe ferociously nods um, yes? Um, is that he agrees with that assessment? Not that he agrees exactly, with this. Exactly. I'm list. going to put this under the label of not my Star Wars, and we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> but Joe, it, it does involve Luke Skywalker trolling Kaibo Ken, so that's that fun. is that is that is it's a fun it's a fun part, but meh. It's, it's like it's not enough to get meh, Joe over you know? the hill. Yeah. <laughs> When I saw this, oh I was I, my reaction was, "Thank you for giving us doing the absolute least you could do." I yeah. appreciate it. It's like there you go, some level of fan service. Yes, I do exist. I do like Luke Skywalker. He was my Jedi Knight when I was growing up as a kid. Thank you. Yeah. He's old now, like me. So, and let's bear in mind that Anthony Daniels had to remind uh, our, our our good friend, the director, that that Luke would acknowledge C three PO on his way out to uh, suicide himself. Yeah. So yeah. apparently yeah. droids can yeah. see force ghosts. So that's that's a good thing. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You just about to open a can of worms there. All right, Rob, can non-sentient beings see ghosts? That's my question to you right now. That's the real question of this. Can non-sentient beings be cognizant of supernatural events? I, the first thing that comes to mind is that because of all those absolutely technically real like ghost hunter shows where they have to use technology to actually observe ghosts, they would correct. be like R2-D2 would be probably sees more ghosts than we even know exist in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> <laughs> so R2-D2 is possibly the most haunted character <laughs> yes. in the history of Star Wars. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> He's just seeing force goes everywhere. Like everyone's getting excited because Obi Wan and Qui Gon are there. R two D two is just like, man, there's another one now. Now I'm thinking in um in Rise of Skywalker, the scene where Han Solo pops back up. R two D two should have acknowledged him. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole time we're like R two D two sees like Leia just like kind of collapse onto like the bag. He was like, oh hey, what's up? <laughs> Definitely. Okay. I guess the distinction really has to be um, that this is not a, a ghost in a, in the traditional sense. You know, the, it's very, it's, it's, I, I think it's made, it's telegraphed to the audience at the end of Return of the Jedi that nobody else uh, besides Luke sees those three ghosts sitting over there. Or I think they would have been very alarmed. Okay. That's oh, God. <laughs> What are those blue people over there, you know? Yeah, so, uh, you know, the way he sort of looks at them and then goes back to join the party, I feel like more people would have been looking at the ghosts if they could see them. So I'm going to say that the the force projection of Luke is more of a, you know, he's somehow animating the, the living force at a distance, remote control. Instead of remote viewing, it's remote forcing. Yeah, it's, it's you, a Jeff. universe where that exists. Cool. Which means it could exist here. I'm going to do that right oh. now. Rob, can you see my projection in your room? Whoa. <laughs> All right. So moving on to the greatest thing to ever exist in the history of mankind, J.J. Abrams's The Rise of Skywalking. All right. I am just going to put – I'm going to put all my cards on the table. I'm going to say a unanimous yes to everything in this movie because it's nothing but sheer bonkerness. Um. Zanger literally has his 
face in his palm right now. Rob, can you corroborate this? Uh, I can corroborate this, but I actually really like that answer, Zach, because it is so easy for me to just type everything in The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> everything, including Lando Calrissian shooting a stormtrooper in the head with a, a bow and arrow. Um, all right, moving on. We know Joe's answer. Joe, has your answer changed at all? No. What fights are Okay. There? So, so it comes down to Zenger and Chris, where there's at least there's two fights. Technically, two and a half, if you want to be uh, specific. <laughs> I can't change my algorithm for half a fight, Zach. <laughs> okay, okay. So, 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 what do we have? We have Ray versus Kylo Ren. Oh, I know I got to write it down. Ray versus Kylo Ren, <laughs> and Ray and Ben versus Palpatine. No, no. And then technically, Ray versus Palpatine. Yeah, he doesn't have a lightsaber. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Okay, but Ben versus the Knights of Kaibo Ren should count. Exactly. Everything about this movie should count. I am Rob. Rob, can you please put into the notes right now that Zach is doing an override? That's my favorite one <laughs> from the whole movie. The ben, okay, yeah. we are, Rob, please put into the notes Zach is doing a hard, a hard, hard override and okay. putting everything from The Rise of Skywalker into this. I would like to put the lightsaber fight I got into with the guy sitting beside me at the theater because that was more interesting than anything in this movie. Zenger personally fought Andrew Jackson during his showing. <laughs> the ghost of Andrew Jackson showed up. The force up. projection of Andrew Jackson. Yes. yes. Um, if you can get security footage, we could put it in, Zenger. Okay, right. okay. I'll, yeah. I'll work right. on that. I'll work on that. <laughs> Thank you for designing the Instagram thumbnail for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on. All right. To make this brief, um, I had I did I did my research, like I said. Um, I know I said it earlier, but I want Rob to really emphasize this. I want the Kylo Ren versus Ray fight from the Halcyon Star Cruiser episode in our hotel experience <laughs> whatever we're gonna call this do you have video of it yeah yeah there is video of it um yeah so this does technically That's it is canon. canon it has been said by lucasfilm that this fight even though it is canon breaking is canon <laughs> um lucasfilm is almightiness um at its finest all right so here are some duels i have from the clone wars um just gonna sit there throw these out there we have palpy versus maul and savage oppress um, one of my favorite all-time duels from Star Wars. That's a hard yes for me. Okay, thank you, Joe. Chris Porteous. I remember thinking it was cool at the time, so we're going to go yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic caveat there. Zenger, do you disagree? I'll, I'll go with it, sure. Okay. Um, we have Maul versus Ahsoka. I think we kind of slightly referenced this, but this is on my list, so I just want to reinforce that we're going to put this one way or the another from uh, the finale of The Clone Wars. Yay. Yeah. I want to note, Rob, that Joe was very lukewarm on that. Very half-hearted <laughs> yay. Chris, yay or nay? Um, yes, because the most interesting part about it, which is not something you see every day, is when Darth Maul ends up getting caught by the police at the end. <laughs> it's not mine it's not my spice <laughs> all right this is one that i don't think that uh these next two actually are not too uh, popular ones but i think they are noteworthy we have dooku versus asajj ventress and the night sisters where dooku is blinded and he's fighting them while blinded meh 
And he throws them out a window. Meh. That's how it ends. Is this the one where he's also wearing his pajamas at the time? Yes. This is the one where he's wearing pajamas, which became a skin that you could put Dooku in in Battlefront 2 2017. I have yet to see this, so I'm going to have to abstain. Okay. So we have. Oh, ooh, we haven't had any of that yet, right, Rob? No abstentions from uh, voting? No, just a general indifference. All right. So Zanger's saying no. I'm saying yes, no. Chris. This is. I'm saying meh. Okay, so we're going to put that as the same column as abstention. <laughs> so we have one yay and a undecided Chris Porteous. Um, I'm going to say yes because the Night Sisters are metal AF and are traced back to the novel The Courtship of Princess Leia and also <laughs> sort of Ewoks the Battle for Endor. So I'm going to oh. say yes because... Can I vote no just solely based <laughs> on that yay explanation? <laughs> I... Rob. Is there an option to give a co-host a swirly? <laughs> Rob, strike the mention of Ewok Adventures from the record. <laughs> Make oh, all Jesus. of our listeners unhear that he said that. Work on that. I just want the record, record to show that I am here, I am present, but I am not voting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so that so that reminds me of another uh, epic sword fight, which is uh, Wilfred Brimley versus Terak, the Jabba, the Hut goon, <laughs> who have a sword fight at the end of the Ewok movie. I remember that. <laughs> Jeez, he was. <laughs> He put up a fight. Up a fight. <laughs> well, let's. He, I mean, this is how overpowered Star Wars Wilfred Brimley is. Terak, Terak has a giant like 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 a <laughs> big metal actual sword and Wilfred Brimley fights that sword with a cane a wooden cane is it a, is, is it a vibro cane I just, Rob have you ever watched this because I have never I have never never seen this I know I think I know about it because Chris you've mentioned it before uh, but I've never seen I it I can't wait to see that clip again Zenger, you should be pulling up that sword fight on your Disney oh, Plus right man. now because it is available on Disney Plus even Zenger doesn't want to pull out that sort of like distraction Hold, okay okay, okay, okay. I haven't seen that in years. Okay. I, I got it. I got it. That's probably the. It's comparable to um, a walrus fighting a, a rhino. Yeah, it's it's. It, <laughs> you know what? It's actually a more action-packed duel than <laughs> Obi Wan versus Maul in Rebels. There's a lot you're saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, and the last one I have from the Clone Wars that's noteworthy because there's a couple of interesting ones. Um, but the last noteworthy one I have from the Clone Wars is Obi-Wan in Asajj Ventress versus Maul in Savage Press. Can you see that? The words. Probably that nobody you're on this call other than Chris will get this. The words you're saying to me. <laughs> Are you choking on something, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> it was Obi-Wan and Asajj versus who and what? What is this? <laughs> It's Obi-Wan Kenobi in Asajj Ventress versus Maul in Savage Opress. Yes, Rob, they named one of the villain two bad words. <laughs> two negative words. Was it a direct George Lucas decision? Absolutely. Savage Opress, Rob. That is a character, a Star Wars character's name. I cannot wait till I send this list to you guys and you get to see how I don't know how to spell anything after the main nine <laughs> movies. I wonder if he's a relative of the guy who sell, tries to sell death sticks to Obi-Wan. Elano slays Bagano. I can only hope. I hope that guy is in the Obi-Wan series. He deserves to be in the <laughs> Obi-Wan series. He's a Jehovah's Witness just going around preaching the wisdom. He finds Obi-Wan on Tatooine and he thanks him for saving his life. 
he's he's a member yes. of the Church of the Force. Could you imagine if like there's Inquisitors like in in like the market and that guy sees Obi Wan? He's like, no way! You're that Jedi who turned my whole life around. He's like, shut up! There's exactly, Inquisitors that would be perfect. I would I would sit there and I would I would say that would be the best thing that Disney Plus has made in a, in television so far. <laughs> That's even that's even better than than the Ultron Luke, <laughs> especially since if they got the same actor, that would be oh. But I think uh, to cut to the chase, Zach, I don't think any of us remember that Clone Wars duel except you. All right, I'm just gonna do a hard override okay. and just put it in there so Rob is forced to watch it. Somehow. Okay. <laughs> now all of these clips are readily available on like YouTube, right? Everything right. is on Disney so, Plus. If you have a Disney Plus subscription, none of this is beyond reproach, except for maybe video game cutscenes. Right. So when we when we post this, I'll make sure Rob's list is included with episode numbers. If you're curious, um, yes. but did you have any from Rebels, yeah. Zach, or no? Yes. Yes, I did. All right. We have the Grand Quis- the Grand Inquisitor versus Kanan Ezra from season one finale of Rebels. Eh. I haven't seen it. All right, so Joe is abstaining once again. Chris Porteous. I'm I'm gonna go no because um because they've made TV shows, but they also know that the um less sophisticated of the fan base requires lightsaber battles at regular intervals. You were you you walk into these lightsaber duels where nothing will happen because you're mid season or it's season one. And you know I like uh, I like somebody. I, I, there's if, if if somebody's not dead at the end of a lightsaber duel, I think there's something something somebody messed up, so, dead or horribly injured. Okay, um, you know I didn't write this one down just as a uh, moment of just oh god, thought for conversation. Um, we have Ahsoka versus the fifth brother in the second sister. No, no, who was the Sarah Michelle Gellar's uh, Inquisitor? I can't. Maybe ninth. Krista now. Ninth sister? Yeah, ninth sister. That sounds about right. Yo, let's just keep trading off naming Sarah Michelle Geller characters. <laughs> Buffy. You could have said Daphne and we would have given you bonus points mm. for it. Terrible American remake of The Grudge. <laughs> we don't even know her character's name. We just call <laughs> yeah. it the American remake. I don't know which I don't know which ninth sister she is. I don't remember her. She's the ninth much. sister. Okay. There's a fifth brother. The second sister is Trilla. Then we have whoever is going to be in the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. What am I writing down for this one? <laughs> <laughs> this, is just, this is a thought exercise, okay, Rob. Okay. You, can, you can expunge this from the record. Zach, for, this, is, this is shortly before Ahsoka fights Vader, right? Yes. This is season two of Rebels. Where at some point, like, Kanan and Ezra, like, are trying to save, like, four sensitive children from the Inquisitors. And, like, they're kind of, like, cornered. And Ahsoka shows up and she's like, I'm not a Jedi. And she just like wipes the floor with them. Yeah, Rob, can can we please mention real quick? Because like you're gonna be forced to watch all this. Of like you will be given this. Um, this is the unfortunate pitfall of having my Disney Plus uh, <laughs> login. Um, there is a point in this where Rob, have you ever seen an Inquisitor's lightsaber? Uh, if it was in the um game, I had to play. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then I have seen one. Yep, yep. The Inquisitor's lightsaber grants them the ability to fly with it. Like Thor and his hammer. Why aren't we doing all these flying duels? <laughs> so imagine if you, the lightsaber spins and somehow it gave you, gave you some form of aerodynamic of lift. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it? That's the only correct response to that. I'm with you. <laughs> I get it. So just be prepared for that because that's going to happen. And it's going to sit there and melt your mind. 
like it did to all of us in 2016. Right, Chris? Yeah. And there's a there's a large group of people who are currently actively worried about seeing a helicopter lightsaber in the Obi-Wan show. Yes. You know, it will not happen. They are worried about it. Yeah, but um, Ahsoka wiping the floor with but not killing some Inquisitors. I, I'm not including that. I just want it noted for the record. Yeah, not as interesting as her fighting Vader, which also is like exciting, but also terribly disappointing at the same time. It's exciting because it's something that you think you'd want to see, but then how it ends is maybe a cop out. Arguably the worst thing that could ever happen to Star Wars. Yeah, so we're at that one now, right? So, um, Vader versus Ahsoka is, I would say, a definitive yes because yeah. it's something that's been like eight years in the making by the time it was debuted. That was one that we had written down from the start of the episode. So, yeah. yeah, okay, right on. We also have from yeah. Rebels, apparently, I wrote down uh, Maul versus Obi-Wan. Yes, okay. that, that has to be on there because it's probably the most outside of Luke versus Kylo Ren, The Last Jedi, it's maybe the most provocative lightsaber duel in the franchise. Okay. Because they actually got the choreography down right from like the Phantom Menace and they like emulated it perfectly. Like that will be a fun discussion because I know Joe's going to fight against it. Zenger's going to be Zenger. Wait, what What fight? And Chris Maul versus uh, Obi-Wan from Rebels. Oh, yeah. I'm going to definitely do my own thing for that one. That was actually a decent, <laughs> a decent duel. It's not the substance of the duel. It's, it's what they were saying in it. That makes it decent. Yes, that will be a fun one because that is a provocative. Because what they do with the laser swords isn't as interesting as what they say while they're doing that thing with the laser swords. With the laser swords. Okay, so after all that being said, I have one final one that we have not mentioned yet. All right, I have, and again, this is gonna be a weird one where I, I don't know where the boundary begins and where it ends because a lot happens. Um, it's more of I'd say less of a duel, more of a conflict. The ending of Jedi Fallen Order. Because there really isn't much, there is fighting happening, but it's more of a conflict because there's so much going on. Eh. Do I have to recap what happens at this? I remember like underwater tunnels and Darth Vader. Uh, yes, I think that's an oversimplification, but uh, here we are. Um, <laughs> all right, so basically what happens is we have Cal versus the Trilla. Trilla is confronted by Seer, her former master, and as Rob will say, Seer is the uh, spitting image of Deborah Wilson, right, Wait, Rob? I mean, she is the mocap of Deborah Wilson. <laughs> she is the mocap of Deborah Wilson, um, and you have a fantastic moment where Seer comes back to the light side. Vader shows up right behind her, strikes her down, and possibly one of my probably top ten favorite Star Wars moments of all time. Seer with an Inquisitor's lightsaber is. Oh God, lunging at Vader to strike him. And Vader literally just casts her aside with two fingers into what we think is a pit of lava. Even though Seer does come back moments later in that conflict, the idea that Vader is able to dispatch the mentor of the entire game by literally just moving two fingers, I think gives it that alone. It's so good that they stole it for the end of Rise of Skywalker and Palpatine just threw Ben in a pit as well, the exact same way. Okay, whoa, whoa, okay. Palpatine is phenomenal just because he is literally electrocuting like a million ships at once, sees Adam Driver just kind of twitching on the ground and just distracts him from everything he's been going for. I know, but like no. But but with the with with the energy output that Palpatine is putting out to electrocute all those spaceships, he would have accidentally just atomized Ben. He wouldn't have he wouldn't have pushed him into a pit nicely so he could climb out later on. 
But anyways. Exactly. It's the idea that Palpatine has everything he wants within like, oh God, like he has it. It's not even within his grasp. He has it and he gets momentarily distracted and it completely just, what, how many, what, decades of planning just goes out the window all at once. Well, you know, I, I, you can't, you can't think that the Return of the Jedi was part of the plan. So, you know, we have to assume that like everything with Palpatine, um, everything was going according to plan. Zanger is literally just walking away right now. He is so disgusted. Zanger just died, actually. Yeah, Zanger's just walking out of, just walking out of the discussion because he's disgusted uh, by what to, is to being be clear. Stopped. I just had to stand up for a second. Yeah, My legs were cramping, but um. Yeah, I also should walk away. Zanger's legs were so disgusted by what was happening in this discussion, they had to walk away from what was happening. <laughs> my, my body involuntarily moved on its own. He astral projected out of himself, yeah, when he heard that. Um, Indeed. Uh, but, you know, that that's a that's an awesome duel at the end of Fallen Order. There's lots of uh, fun action set pieces, which make some of the best ones from the movie stand out. We, we will discuss this further in the next episode of this, but we do get a moment where Vader is either intentionally or unintentionally succumbing to Deborah Wilson. Rob ruling on the field, please. Uh, did you ever expect from a star Wars video game to see Darth Vader succumbing to Deborah? You know what? No, because now that you've remind me of this, I'm pretty sure I have in my gigantic document of notes that I took while playing through that game that I said something like, I don't like that Deborah Wilson can go toe to toe with Vader. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had but that. Did you thought. expect that? What, what, Rob, when you got that game in the mail, when I mailed it to you, did you expect that? Th- definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll go give him points for that alone. And the fact that like Vader, essentially Cal Cal Rizian escapes because he makes like a glass tunnel flood and Vader has to like, like there's a very interesting visual where Vader is holding off a flood from a, oh God, submerged tube of wall, uh, submerged like what? What would you even call it? Like just hallway? I guess. Yeah, they, yeah. I don't. I forget what planet that is, but they do have a lot of those those type of tubes on Camino. But I don't. I really can't for the life of me remember what planet that is. Isn't it called like Planet Inquisitorious? Like I'm pretty sure. Oh <laughs> right, like yeah. That. Okay, it's like yeah. <laughs> Isn't it like the Inquisitor's secret base that's also been like it's been shown in Obi Wan. Yes, yes, which is in the trailer for Obi Wan and Kenobi series debuting exclusively on Disney Plus May 27, twenty two. Yeah, that's a great visual because like the only reason Cal gets away in that one part is because Vader doesn't want to get wet. And Vader also impales him with his own lightsaber with the Force. Yeah, that's good too. <laughs> I, I guess, Zing, but Zinger, you did finish that game, right? Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's not okay. look into it anymore. Yeah. All, All right. right. For the record, I just want no I'm holding up the Cal Calrissian lightsaber to the camera. Oh, oh, I just, oh, I just oh we're gonna do okay. Hold on. Please hold no, on. please, please turn his video off. Turn his video feed. Zenger is walking out. We're gonna have a virtual lightsaber duel right now. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm holding up and using my Obi Wan lightsaber. He's gotta go to the screw camera. the broom handle on. <laughs> I feel like yeah. we were so close to the end of Zach's list. <laughs> it's just starting. <laughs> I want this picked up on the recording, whoever ends up editing this. Zanger and I are fighting each other. This is the whole... Yeah, this duel. This duel's the best. <laughs> Everybody on the call other than Zanger and I is visibly disgusted right now. We should have taken video. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. No, it's best that we have no record of this whatsoever. <laughs> For legal reasons. Yeah, take it outside. Much like the Jedi Temple archives, if it does not exist, if there's no record of it, it doesn't exist. Yes. yes. So, so my question is this. I've noticed the distinct lack of uh, all the duels from Star Wars visions. Well, yeah, because it, it, it doesn't matter. Oh, oh no, I, I'm – oh, so we're only going with – once that happening? Canon. Okay, so that's the only excuse I can possibly think of. I I, I know somebody submitted one of them. Was it uh, friend of the show Jerry submitted at least one Visions duel? I mean, they all should have been on there. If only they mattered. I mean, they do. <laughs> Let's see here. I know. Okay, I will say, Rob, please include this in your notes. Okay. I know Jerry did submit one. Um. I don't know what that is up top of my head. If somebody wants to go looking, there is one Star Wars Visions duel that has to be examined. It is it is Ronan versus Kuru. That was a decent one. Whatever that is. That's the duel, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That's the that's from the episode The Duel. So yeah, acceptable. Chris, what did you think of Visions? Oh god. I like the I real like I'm not gonna draw this out, Singer. <laughs> I only like the one with the old Sith master guy who was somehow like a thousand years old and like turned to dust after they beat him. The elder, I think it was called. Yeah, that's that one was awesome. Didn't like the rest of it. Blasphemy. Zach, I think you had one more video game thing on your list you wanted to mention. Is that true? Um, I don't. I think I got everything. I got, like, okay. The only one I kind of had was from Jedi Fallen Order, and it's Cal versus the Ninth Sister. Because it's like the idea of like. A giant like behemoth, but like that's I'm not even going to include. That was okay. kind of like a uh, again honorable mention. Um, the only thing I have to say though, real quick, I just want to present the Zanger from the Force Unleashed. I'm surprised Zanger you didn't present uh, Star Killer versus was it Kazan Paramus or Par- whatever his name was. The guy with the little like um, the Pod Racer guy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the Pod Racer guy. The weird thing with video games, since you control the character, if it's not a cutscene. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand why we're just not ranking all the time Shock T died. That's its own episode. Don't spoil April Fool's Day 2023. <laughs> we rank every time Shock T has died in Star Wars. But no, I mean, that's that's the weird thing with video games. I mean, I don't say they shouldn't be included, but it's kind of like me playing um, – Sorry, I'm going to do this. Me playing Elden Ring versus Rob playing Elden Ring are two different experiences. <laughs> it's me in the corner trying to glitch something out, chugging flask, hoping that I can make it through while he is, has a mathematical equation and cuts him down in one hit. <laughs> so th- Fair enough. Th- there is, like I said, video games, while I do love them, are subjective to the individual playing unless it is presented in a cutscene. Like um, the end of Force Awakens 2 where there's the whole cutscene with Vader fighting um, Starkiller and then the clone comes out during that and kills him. Like, I think I would agree with you, Zenger, there that the, the level of, char- of player interaction puts it in a different category. Not that we couldn't put that in its own little you know discussion or something, but to compare them, I think, with at least the scoring stuff with what we've talked about already is a little strange to me, but I haven't really thought about well, it until now. Well, I, I think, yeah, I think there's there's a little more to it. Like you could say um, some some of the, especially the one Zach brought up from uh, Fallen Order, it's is, structured in a yeah. way where you're sort of pushed through sort of various set pieces so that it does play out in a predictable way. And like sometimes there's... Um, 
what do they what do they call those like lazy video game moments where you have to like tap certain buttons QTEs, to progress? Quick time events. Yep. Yeah, like that's basically a cutscene. So like yeah. th- there there's some you could sort of judge the structured elements of it. Um, you know, there's so many great uh, video game lightsaber duels that everyone has forgotten. Like like uh, you know like Kyle Katarn and Jason fighting the ghost of Marka Ragnos on Korriban. Like that was a good one. Um, whoa, 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 did you say Korriban? Yeah. Are we allowed to say that on this podcast? <laughs> well, it's still Korriban in uh, the Old Republic MMO, which is, is it? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. But that's but that's not canon that's either. Lie. Yeah. That's a lie. <laughs> okay, so Korriban. to to clean up the uh, list that I have right now, because with everything we've said that we've decided to include that didn't get like overwhelming negative things, uh, we have twenty eight items. Uh, there's a few that I have not <laughs> that I've written down from before we started going through things a little more chronologically for Zach's list that I wanted to bring back up, and we can remove them or put them in honorable mentions or whatever. Uh, but the first one, Joe, you did mention it, and I do appreciate it. Dark Helmet versus Lone Star. I'm assuming we are not covering that one, though. <laughs> Obviously, because it would win. <laughs> it would win. By dialogue alone, that, that, that would win. <laughs> um, and then uh, another one that I had written down that we did not get back to, it looks like. Uh, now, as I'm looking at this, I, I might have written it down wrong, but you guys, please correct me. Or maybe, Zach, this was one you were mentioning. Well, you had I had written down Kanan, Maul, and Ahsoka versus three Inquisitors from Rebels. Yeah, we talked that's, about that. That's on there. That's on there. That is on there. We're good with that one? Yeah. Okay, yes. okay. What, good job, guys. We took off one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was it. We talked about all the others. So uh, the, so that is what we're going to uh, have to... Um, eventually rank one day but uh we're not going to get to which ones we're cutting now because we have something else that's very important to talk about we have a good bank to go with we have to talk about well now what criteria is going to go into our actual ranking so it it seems like um we're all pretty much okay with you know the fact that for each individual duel we are going to give uh scores based on four categories now maybe the four is not set but i think four is what we're striving for because that's what i have the scoring thing worked out for already that's really easy to do um it's it comes out to two triangles and adding their area so don't worry everybody i'll explain that next episode though but I figured the best way to start this was um, from what we've gathered of criteria to put into these rankings. I'll just list them off and, and we can talk about them. Uh, some of them are very similar and stuff like that, but here we go. Uh, one that we talked a lot about in this, this discussion, choreography. I, I would imagine that that's a top contender that we would not want to uh, dismiss the choreography of these fight scenes in movies. Is that fair to say or does anybody dissent? Not controversial at all. Uh, if I, I, no one's. I will fight anyone who disagrees with that. <laughs> Doesn't that inherently make it controversial? <laughs> but in with that being said, though, wouldn't duration be part of the choreography? That's fair. That's something we can uh, we can discuss because you know you might get more good. Well, that that's an interesting point, Joe. You know, if you have a longer fight. Do, it would be one thing if it has a lot of cool choreography, but then, you know, what if it just had like one moment of cool choreography and the rest was kind of, you know, boring or something where a very small fight just might be that one great moment type yeah. of thing. But maybe that's even something because I think 
Chris, in one of our Facebook groups, you said, duration seems frivolous. I think that was your quote. Um, so maybe we would put like duration as a subset of choreography and say like, if you think it matters, then it is. Because once we get to these actual scores, that's where I think a lot of our opinions are going to come through. Um, but I, I like that about duration because, you know, I, I definitely don't think we should just say, oh, this lightsaber duel was short. I give it a one. But this one was 40 minutes long, so it gets a five, you know? That just seems ridiculous. Yeah, if you're noticing the duration, the duel has already failed. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. So so that's uh, the first one. Uh, another one that I think came up um, a lot in this was the importance, um, or maybe to put that in a different perspective, I, I think, you know, when Zach and I have talked off mic, we talked about maybe... Um, fulfillment you know like how does it make you feel but um also chris you said a lot of things you brought up were like is this fight actually important to the story or or some i know you said about some of them they should be important but they aren't as important but what do we think about just like importance or maybe the weight of a fight the relevance of the fight the relevance is another way to go to put it yeah yep importance we'll put that all together sure thing yep and don't worry zanger you especially i know you love homework so I will have the rules of the rubric written out for you before we get to the next episode. Oh, I can't wait to cheat. So you'll, you'll be able to understand everything. <laughs> um, the next one that I had down uh, was, now this was, I think, something we briefly mentioned uh, throughout some stuff here, but this was one that I thought of when I was first brainstorming this when Zach pitched it to me. Um, the environment. Not only the environment in which the fight takes place, but how the environment is used in the fight as well. Like our Senate seat getting thrown around or things like that. I mean, it's relevant in some fights, but not all. That's true. That's true. Um, it, it could also be, you know, like how uh, how much do you like the environment being used or something like that. But you're right. There are some fights where it just basically doesn't appear in the slightest. And, yeah. uh, and we're not going to have any NAs or anything like that. So something something like that would be like under visual appeal. Ooh, yeah. Okay, that's a good way to put it. I, I actually like visual appeal more because you could put that, you could lump that into into a lot of how they use their environment, um, the look, the environment that's used, everything like that. That could, that could be lumped into visual appeal. It's it's how they're setting it, setting it. Because I was thinking of like Obi Wan versus Maul. That's obviously at a disadvantage mm. then because it's just in a sandy desert. But if you do that part of it, then the fact that you have the fire lighting and stuff like that can play into the setting of the fight. So are you guys okay with then, uh, or or what about the notion of keeping two separate categories, one choreography and one visual appeal? I would, I would be, I agree with that. Okay. Here's, here's a good example. Um, Obi-Wan and Anakin versus Dooku visually appearing visually appealing in uh revenge of the sith you know you got the space fight going on in the background all that stuff choreography wise complete just boring like that's, that's a fight that there's fair. a lot going on and it okay. should be yep. cool but overall it's not that entertaining because of what's going on around them the fact that yeah the, what's going on around them is interesting, but their fight themselves is not well choreographed or well played out. So by that logic, the environment's cool, the fight taking place in it. I like that. That I think that's a great argument to keep those separate, and that makes perfect sense. Um, uh, another one we had... 
<laughs> another one we had, another one I thought of just at the beginning. Um, maybe this is kind of covered by some other things we've already talked about. Talked about, but um, when I was thinking of fights and you know watching people fight, my thought was understanding. So like, can you get a handle on the spatial orientation? I think that might also kind of fall into choreography. You know, if we like the choreography, we should. I, I would think you would might feel that same way, and maybe that category would be better set for like big battles like a space battle or a, or like a another thing in star wars with a lot of characters <laughs> i i guess something else you could do is definitiveness of the fight is it a fight where there where you know who clearly won and who lost during it? so everything like that would be your, your three cat you could go into three categories with this you could go into context settings and choreography because the setting would be the environment that they're in, the things that they're using. Mm -hmm. Context is the place and the element of the story. And you also have the dialogue that's that's going in. And the choreography is the actual fight itself. Yep. Uh, yep. That understanding would go into context, obviously, because it's yeah. it's it's part of it. So the sure. other fourth one, though, is is. Uh, so the only other one that I had written down uh, was from Zach when we talked a while about it ago, and um, uh, originality or ingenuity of the fight. And maybe, Zach, if you remember, that's all I'd written down. If there was something else you remembered about expanding on that or something, then that was the last one yeah, I had. That's pretty much correct. Okay. I'll take it. So that's, that would be your <laughs> four, then? That Those would be our four, yes. So um, Could we have the fourth one be the X Factor? patent pending on that name i need to see if our legal team can well, clear that like you want you want the wild card like you're saying you want like a category to say like oh i there's some other thing you might think of that makes you really like or dislike or you know be neutral give it a three you know type of thing um that kind of category i i guess it's i guess that just plays in like our per well then again i don't know story relevance story relevance would be under context like i'm, I'm just saying if if, if I want to sit there and give something like fives across the board as being it's the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. And what's your reasoning? Because it's the best thing ever. Like that could be the fourth <laughs> category is like a, 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 a wow factor. Or like just, I don't know. I guess that kind of plays into, I, I feel like, sorry, what do we say before I completely derailed this originality and ingenuity <laughs> uh, that kind of goes into cinematography to a bit but i don't know i kind of i kind of like this notion of like um you say the x factor the wow factor some sense of like you know nostalgia personal appeal and not only how no, <laughs> nostalgia, that one there that's no serious that's it it's it's what it's it's what how how it made you feel I okay, I'll agree with that because I was about to say the only problem with nostalgia is, you know what? Let's go with that. Let's go with nostalgia factor. I actually also like having a category that's a little undefined, like in this way, or we're combining it with just like emotional resonance. Because yeah. from from you four talking this entire time, that came up in almost every single duel we discussed. So I think that's a great way to you know open up the conversation when you have to give a number to it. Yeah, exactly. Most of them, when we were discussing all of um, Andrew Jackson's stools, we all got very emotional. <laughs> I was during like, those. what are you going to say, Zanger? Um, so any any other thoughts or those four? So the four that we would have right now. Um, and of course, I'll expand on these and we'll expand on them, define them when we get to the actual ranking. But choreography. Yes. Uh, relevance slash importance slash context. That's all one one category. Works. 
visual appeal slash setting, yes. and then personal appeal slash nostalgia factor. Yeah, I like it. I I think uh, that that's pretty good. Nostalgia is kind of a, a I I would I would find another word for that just because sure, that's sure. sort of like calls into uh, play like personal memories and stuff, which are going to be like the least ob- objective ranking system you could possibly ever have because it's going to depend totally on like what movie you were first introduced to and how sure, old you were and you sure. watched it. And it's just going to, it's just going to remove data from the equation rather than add it as far as I'm concerned, because it's going to be so personal, but uh, yeah, we could find uh, a, a, some, something to call that more nebulous factor there. Sure. Sure. All right. All right. Well then that's our four. That's uh that's going to be very easy to, to calculate. And um, so next time, whenever we actually do the rankings, we'll have a list of a smaller list than what we get down to 27, uh, or something like that. Uh, we'll have a smaller list. We'll define those categories. Basically, what's going to happen is I'll have it all written up in a way that I can very easily put in uh, your guys' scores, mine as well. I'm going to be ranking them. And uh, it'll calculate, based on a scoring algorithm, a f- like a final total. So there'll be one number per duel. And then that way, we're going to actually get to say, like, well, who did did uh, Zach or Zenger like it better? You know, did I like it better than Chris? Things like that. And then you guys will be able to let me roam free after we record that episode and I can figure out, well, like, what's the average Knights of Vader ranking for all this stuff? And I'll do all the wonderful statistics on it. What I guess at the end of this episode, um, while I was taking notes during this, this is the first time I've ever taken notes during a Knights of Vader episode, there were just a bunch of things that came up that I figured would des- uh, deserve honorable mentions. And if I could just run through these very quickly, of course, Dark Helmet versus Lone Star. I think, Joe, even once we have the actual rubric, you could just give me four numbers and I could give you your score for Thank that. You. You know? <laughs> um, Zach versus Zanger on the recording of this episode. Yes. <laughs> Damn straight. Uh, Count Dooku's pajamas, somebody mentioned. I felt that was worth of, worthy of an honorable mention. Um, scene 1138 reimagined on YouTube. Cancer. Uh, Chris, I think you... I think you mentioned this one. Django robot versus glass or blinds? Question <laughs> mark. Are, are the windows in Padme's condo <laughs> glass? Uh, the world may never know. Uh, Palpatine war cry. Yeah. Uh, you, you and McGregor versus stairs. I like that one. I might give four numbers for that one next time. Uh, and then, of course, Andrew Jackson and his horse Buxton. <laughs> and parrot so i think we did it i mean we've done most of it i think you know we'll figure out however long it takes us to uh or you guys really i'll send you the list and we'll whittle it down i think you know we'll we can get a sense of you know how much you want to talk about them once we have the actual categories defined too but then it'll actually happen and uh we can even do this for the rest of time so i don't what else do we have to cover in this episode Uh, did a new trailer drop while we were recording i have to react to there's always a new trailer dropping i do (laughs) want to point out that there is an episode of futurama where there is a mathematical theorem that was created to explain something in that episode The, the body switching episode right yes i hope that knights of vader has a mathematical theorem because of this. And it will be called the Zinger theorem. Not because I came up with it, but because I'm taking credit for it right now. Thank um, you, Rob, for letting me totally hijack it. I will be, when I accept the Nobel Peace Prize for it, I'll make sure to maybe mention you. This is this is evidence that Zenger tunes out whenever I begin to say math, because I know about 10 minutes ago or something, I said my algorithm boils down to adding the area of two triangles. (laughs) I'm not breaking ground over here. (laughs) 
Hey, I never thought that there'd be a mathematical theorem from a Futurama episode, but time makes fools of us all. Oh, boy. All right. With that being said, so concludes this episode of Knights of Vader and Star Wars podcast. Check out the Facebook group. Type Knights of Vader into the good old fake book machine. And we will come up there waiting for you at KOV Podcast on Instagram if you want to send Chris Porteous all sorts of questions and comments. Um, thank you, as always, to My Inferiority Complex for providing our theme song. Woo! You're welcome. All right. And as always, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast whenever you can, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, um, new thing that Spotify is doing. You actually can rate podcasts on Spotify, but you actually have to also listen to them. So if you just try to review bomb us, it will not work. You at least have to listen to some of our nonsense before you can give us a one and a half, five star review. Um, for questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, you can find me on the Cinemodies podcast. Not this month, though. Maybe sometime <laughs> in the future, right, Rob? We definitely have another fort month on the horizon. Uh, I can not only confirm that we have another fort month on the horizon with some great anniversaries uh, of, of movies, you know, uh, but we also do have in that fort month an episode in the can in which Zach and I go into great detail about the slap at this year's Oscars. <laughs> The smack that was heard around the world. (laughs) All righty, but when we are not recording Cinemodis, Rob, what are you up to? Uh, Of course, you can find me uh, in the show notes through the actual title of uh, my band name and Inspiriority Complex. So you don't have to worry about typing it in wrong. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, Zenger. Uh, You can just go to the show notes and find it there. I also do want to mention, if you like what you hear there, if you want to hear some other stuff from me, me and my buddy Matt, who are in a different band, who which goes by a much easier name, and they're all real worlds, words, the Immortal Lansberries. I believe by the time this comes out, we will have a new single released as we get ready for our new album. So everybody go check that out. All righty. Mr. Yazo, when you're not completely throwing the sequel trilogy under the bus, where can people find you? You find me? Yeah, that's where you find me. Um, <laughs> I'd like to be cut out. No, I'm, I am. I am. I am lost. I'm about ready to be found. Hopefully, somewhere soon. And the force is with me, and I am with the force. So perfect. <laughs> All right, Zanger. What is going on on the non-existent Zang Wars podcast? Well, we are. By the time this comes out, you should be able to. It will be the week of the 300th episode of Zingness. So we've officially done 300 episodes on Zygnus. So yeah, how many and how many Zangies are we overdue for? Oh, plenty of them by this point. I I really wish we had called what happened at the Oscars beforehand because it would have been memorable. But uh, just your final Andrew Jackson fact of the day: he received a 1,400 pound block of cheddar cheese, or sorry, wheel of cheddar cheese. That apparently sat around the White House lobby for two years. Also, Andrew Jackson is a true monster of history. I just like making fun of the fact that he existed. And all the stuff I said about him is factually true to the best of my knowledge. So full disclaimer, Banger was not alive in the 1800s. (laughs) So we do not know if any of this was either true or false. I'm not admitting to being alive during the 1800s right now. Is Zenger a vampire? Comment down below. Steve Rob Dowdrum can prove this. I have a question for Zenger, though. Yes. At one point, do you, instead of doing Zing this, are you going to be doing Zing that? 
Oh, it will, it, there, there will come a time. Is that when there will come a time where you know what? That's the Zygnus, um review podcast where people review the episodes. Of really? Zygnus. Wow. Sure. Let's go with that. Zach, <laughs> put it together. Chris, where can people find more from you? Go ahead and follow the podcast at KW Podcast on Instagram, and you can, if you want to see some of my photography, you can follow me at the Chris Porteous on Instagram. Aside from that, I will be fending off the angry ghost of Andrew Jackson. His 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 force ghost is going to be haunting us after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it should be known that Zenger's like reference about Zeng that is possibly one of the oldest references ever cuz that was the joke for the longest time for a uh, oh good lord you have to be a very uh a well-steeped Knights of Vader fan to get that reference. And one thing I should have mentioned when it came to duels in Star Wars, we didn't mention. Oh, really? Does <laughs> the Mandalorian versus Giancarlo Esposito count as a duel from the Mandalorian season two? Only one of them has a lightsaber. One of them has a stick, though. A lightsaber's a stick. If we all forgot it existed, it's automatically disqualified. <laughs> well, there's also the Ahsoka like versus the lady during that one episode <laughs> ahsoka versus that lady rob please put that in the spreadsheet that's uh, going in there okay <laughs> the lady that's her name Alrighty, folks is as is always good night but not goodbye and may the force be with you Pretty sure Jocasta New fought somebody one time in Clone Wars 2, so that should be in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> he fought Vader in the comics <laughs> with a lightsaber sniper rifle, if I remember correctly. I hate everything about this. 